through. Hold on. <laughs> Turns out I do want my water. Three, two, one. Oh, God. God, you're just frozen in a terrifying I breathed space. in. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> you couldn't yawp either, so you're welcome for it? bringing you back. What have we ever discussed? Like what that means? What, like what is to yap, and what? How can something be yappy? Is that like a books or hip hop situation? Of if you know, you know. Or that's hard to say. Me? I think so, but I also I feel like we could define it. <laughs> well, like if if the original was based on food, like like a spice <laughs> thing, is it a sweetness? Is it a? It's a flavor texture. Flavor, okay. <laughs> Um, Actually, that's kind of like, I mean, if you can verb it <laughs> yeah, and it's a noun, is it more of a verb or more of a noun? Well, I think uh, that, hey, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Does that, did that work? I don't think so. Yeah, sure. Just skirt around it. It's fine. This is Jump on the Batwagon, everybody. Right? Yep. And you can yop if you'd like. You can yop if you want to. Yup, your friends behind, etc. I'm not going to do it. I don't think it's ever been said with such enunciation. Yeah, you, you can, can wop if you want. Wop, <laughs> fuck. Well, you can wop if you want to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. Anyway, this is uh, the podcast where we watch through the entire DC animated universe from start to finish in the controversial air date order. Everybody, this is Brian. Brian's never seen any. Oh, I figured out a way to say it. Oh, so uh, say it. The, the not, the not. Uh, Don't lose your like, steam. Just go. This is Brian's first time through the entire DC animated universe. Nice. I don't know how we didn't. That's the most obvious way to say it ever. <laughs> but <laughs> they're like, how can we say this word? Doesn't sound awkward <laughs> for so long. But there, there it is. You did it. Listen, yeah. Listening to episodes of Jessica in the car always refreshes me because we're always like twenty episodes behind with her. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is a. Uh, this is what we're doing. This is how the podcast was back when it was good. Back uh, in the good days. Yeah. I think these are the good days. I think we're only going to get worse. <laughs> the far gone days of the three months ago or something. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> so today we're watching Batman the Animated Series episode Robin's Reckoning. Yeah. Uh, which you predicted would be Batman's origin story. And then I said, close. And you said, Robin's <laughs> origin story. And I said, yes. <laughs> so, I'm going to, I think I'm going to, despite you saying yes, I think I'm going to like reframe my guess mm-hmm. and say, especially given my past weekend, it's like, it's going to be like reckoning, like a R E K T rectoning and he's just gonna get trash he's gonna be like partying it's gonna be his time at college (laughs) he's He's a college kid yeah (laughs) yeah and he's just gonna he's getting wrecked (laughs) it was they were just foreshadowing uh late 2010s human slang yeah (laughs) i don't know why human was in there (laughs) because they weren't human back then we were not quite evolved yet in the 1990s true don't tell dan reba um, but yeah, this is a, do you, what do you know about Robin's origin story? Anything at all? Do you know how he became Robin or like in any context, any continuity? Whatsoever? He's a college dick. He is <laughs> good luck college dick. That's all you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't recall any, anything, not even from like the sixties Batman. Yeah. Nothing. I don't, I don't know. 
I think this is the first like depiction of it outside of comics, so that's it makes sense that you wouldn't know that. But then again, this is a thirty-year-old episode, so <laughs> you've had a, quite a lot of time <laughs> to figure it out. But Jamie, spoilers, <laughs> kind of. Oh, oh, whoopsie! <laughs> spoilers that this came out a long time ago, and we're finally talking. About it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was this was the episode, uh, or one of two episodes that were on the Robin VHS tape. Oh. So I grew up with this episode playing infinitely in my house. Uh, I predict we, a lot of fan mail about this one then. Probably. Yeah. Cause we do tend to get mail or we do tend to get a lot of like nostalgic, uh, good feels from the audience during the, the VHS tape, uh, episodes. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird to think about how like this show wasn't available on like any sort of box set or like a home video situation besides random smatterings of episodes until like 2003 or four or something like that. So there's a good decade of people just like, boy, I remember that episode. The one time I saw it on TV when I was three and that's it. <laughs> it's funny that they didn't release like a cassette box set. Mm-mm. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? Was it, did, did other shows get that? I don't, I don't, really i mean i guess like star trek and like big fucking things got stuff like that but i don't know if they would just do that with anything (sighs) the gray ghost library it burned to the ground and we can't we don't have the show anymore (laughs) you know i feel like it did i feel like there were options that had the yeah the gray ghost um (laughs) sorry i like i like the back (laughs) of my head oh there it is (laughs) Was that Adam West? I swear, (laughs) like, my subconscious responded to that, but my body was saying something else, and I just just completely didn't acknowledge that. Uh, But I feel, like, glossing over, I feel like there were, like, oh, yeah, you watch this thing, but, like, thinking back on it, I think I just, like, recorded stuff onto VHS from TV. Damn. I had my own Pokemon, Justice League, whatever, like, videotapes off of TV, and then I had... Uh, like these couple of VHS tapes from the show, but then there was sometimes they would do like a, uh, like just a some marketing guy would pick a phrase, and that would be the name of the tape. Like it would be like, I don't know, Bat. Uh, I'm trying to think of a non-Batman example, but like a, I don't know, Rocco's Modern Life, the Big Cheese, and then it would just be <laughs> like <laughs> episodes that slightly have to do with cheese or something, you know. <laughs> like five or six episodes and then they would just call that like season one volume one or something and it wouldn't really be anything specific cheese yeah. we had to try yeah back in those man days, you know? did you ever did you ever see dino riders i think it might have yes. been like a straight you did yeah. have we talked about i know this? what you're talking about i don't think i've watched much of it but i know what you're talking about yeah i had a dino riders and i was just thinking my brain was doing a lot of like background processing <laughs> And uh, reminded that, like, this, I had this Dino Riders cassette. And even though it was, like, not recorded from TV, it had, like, commercials, like, advertising, like, different yeah. toys, but also definitely, def- definitely, definitely, wow, <laughs> Dino Riders toys. Yeah. And I remember being a kid and just, like, really wanting, like, oh, this Brontosaurus has a rocket launcher on it. I want that toy. Yeah. There's plenty of Batman toys like that, too. Just, like, just, yeah, like scuba action batman or whatever <laughs> it was like why would he like i i have a action figure sitting right here in the background mm. uh, i'm not going to show it to you because it's technically a spoiler but, <laughs> but it has a, a character podcast. as a character that already has like a, a sword basically 
And then on in the action figure, they also just have a ray gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, unnecessary completely. I don't know why you have this. <laughs> it's you got a sword and a ray gun, so you can like hibachi some shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, if this fails, at least I have my backup sci-fi 1930s sci-fi movie weapon. Also. <laughs> This episode, Robin's Reckoning, <laughs> was written by Randy Rogel, who previously wrote Two-Face, Twiger, Twiger, and The Mechanic. Nice. Uh, is directed by Dick Sebast. Sebast. Who we, uh, yeah, when we talked to Dan Reba, I was like, oh, no, I don't get to say that name anymore because that was his last episode of Zatanna or whatever. But I guess there's some produced episodes still that he hadn't done yet. Uh, he wrote or directed Feet of Clay uh, Part 1, Cat in the Claw Part 2. Fear of Victory and Dreams in Darkness. Those are the Scarecrow episodes. Hmm. Uh, Moon of the Wolf, What is Reality, and Zatanna. Zatanna. Zatina. <laughs> uh, music is by Carlos Rodriguez, who uh, is part of the music um, d- department <laughs> for The Clock King, Fear of Victory, I've Got Batman in My Basement, and If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? So I should be expecting the I've Got Batman? In my, in my basement. basement. Just during a non-Penguin episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Penguin theme is playing and you just expect him to show up, but he never does. <laughs> no, but there is a nice shot of a basement that happens. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it turns out it's some. actually the basement theme, but <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't realize it. Because, <laughs> oh my God, he has Batman in his basement and then in the mechanic. It's in the basement. In the, the basement. basement. In ah! the basement. <laughs> He's actually, like, hey, Batman. Man, my daughter is down in the uh, basement. We, we really need to, next time there's a penguin episode, we need to see if there's a basement in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and the, if of- there is, if there is, if there's yeah. three subsequent basements, yeah. Yeah. I I honestly expect you to make a Watchtower video about it. <laughs> yeah, that's like kind of almost bordering on like enough of a subject matter. <laughs> Basements in the DCAU. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> anyway, last thing is uh, animation is by Spectrum. Hey! Uh, who animated Heart of Ice, your number one, on mm. Leather Wings, my number one. It's Never Too Late, on the bottom ten. And Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Pav <laughs> Vendetta, which was the Pav killer is on the ten. episode. Isn't Pav still uh, in the at, ten? I don't know. Maybe it's on my ten. It's, it's, it's my six. Ten. Yeah, it's your number six. Ooh. That's what you just said. Burke, uh, and I'm Colt. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I'm just looking at our names on our on our top ten list, and mine is currently. <laughs> I don't. Burke. I'm cold because my heart is ice. <laughs> Did you write that? I don't think so. I don't think I wrote that. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> Who else has access to this document? Dylan. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Pollock made his way in. <laughs> Changed everything around to put on leather wings at your number one. Uh, but yeah, uh, Spectrum also did layouts for various Dong Yang episodes that we've watched. Uh, I believe the story goes that Spectrum is one of those companies that went out of business while working on this show because oh, the show was so fuck. hard. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is one of the last ones they did uh, uh, on their own with no assistance. They were credited for Gray the, Gray the Beware Ghost, <laughs> but that's the 16th title of that episode. Uh, but... It was actually some other company that they sent it off to. Do you want to watch Robin's Reckoning? I've got Rose Dog under in my my desk. Oh, that yeah. She's here and she's being cute. 
Wait, we named we we renamed Rose Dog something else a Did couple we? episodes ago. That was like click, that was like six clickety months clack ago. doggy dog or something like that. Are you doggy <laughs> that was so that was like a month and a half ago. Who knows? No one remembers that far ago. <laughs> far gone days of a month ago. A month ago. Here we go. Uh here we go. Uh, here we go. Well, okay. we haven't used Arnold a lot. We should maybe replace that with something. You're, yeah, I've been thinking about that. But sometimes we have Hey Arnold voice actors, and I get to play it. Oh, that's fair. Not today, so. The, the... Useless. <laughs> nice. Hey, Dick. How you doing? Fine. Sorry I haven't been around. I forget how big and lonely this place can be. That's okay. As it turns out, I may have some free time starting tomorrow. How'd you like to catch the Gotham Knights season opener? Box seats. Great. I know it must be very difficult. If only I could have stopped him. I saw him coming out of the tent. I knew he didn't belong there. I know. You keep thinking, if only I'd done something differently. If only I could have warned them. But there isn't anything you could have done. There isn't anything either of us could have done. You're a mom and dad? Does the hurt ever go away? I wish I could say yes. But it will get better in time. For you. That I promise. Robin's reckoning, Robin's reckoning, Robin's reckoning. It's so reckoned. Did he get wrecked? He got wrecked. He got he wrecked. Did. <laughs> Objectively, yeah, he got wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he was crying and stuff. He was crying. That counts. He didn't get drunk, but he got wrecked. Like he, There's the very emotional scene at the end of the episode in the flashback, and he's crying in the windowsill. It's like, Dick, how you doing? And you're like, I'd be doing a lot better if you would stop calling me Dick all the time. He <laughs> 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 was, was such a, hey, you fucking Dick, what's up? College <laughs> Dick. Him? How are you doing in this giant room filled with one bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we talk about how big of a room you need? Because that room is bigger than my house and many other people's houses. <laughs> it sure is, yeah. The place where we go to record where the Poison Ivy video is filmed, about as big as the bed, I'd say, in that bedroom. <laughs> yep, yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> So uh, tell me what happened in Robin's Reckoning, Brian. I'm going to synop you so hard it's going to make your head spin. Oh, my God. I but hope completely so. around. I'm sorry. This is going to kill you. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, ah, it starts spinning <laughs> off of it. <laughs> There's two storylines going on here. One is a flashback. One is a now. Yes. Um, I'll give you the now because that's going to be now. I'll give you the now now. Yeah, yeah. Trademark gorillas. Uh, because uh, that's going to be a lot shorter. And then I'll do the flashback synop. So this is a twofer. Oh, my God. Two synops. How about you play it... the guitar at the same time? No. Okay. Don't do that. Nope. Don't okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the now is Batman and Robin around a building. There's a bad guy. And he yeah, gives the information that they needed to know, but it leads to this whole like past childhood trauma of the man who killed Robin's parents. And mm-hmm. so Batman is going on a fucking bender trying to kill <laughs> or trying to get to the dude who killed uh, Robin's parents. 
the flashback synop. Oh, and also uh, Batman and Robin are having a spat because uh, Robin wants his revenge and Batman's like trying to like elbow him out of it because uh, Batman doesn't want him to get the revenge, but Batman wants it for himself. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, the flashback synop, yup is that uh, Robin, because it was his origin story. It was. Uh, Robin was a circus kid. He was a flyer in uh, Trapeze Act with his parents. Uh, Some dude decided he wanted to get money from the manager of the circus and... uh, uh, the manager of the circus says no, and so this guy's like, "Well, I'm gonna kill some people, so then you're you're gonna you're gonna be sorry because I'm gonna kill these people." And then so he kills Robin's parents. And <laughs> he just Batman's- says, "I'm gonna kill Robin's parents." <laughs> oh, you better not! I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Bruce Wayne, who was in the audience the night uh, Robin's parents died, is all like, "Yo, uh, kid, come live with me because I mm-hmm. like kids." <laughs> he made a face at it. <laughs> yeah there wasn't really much of a good like reason that he did that other than just i guess he felt sorry because he was also a kid when his parents died or whatever yeah but, probably yeah um anyway so then there's uh some growing pains of batman being a surrogate dad and uh, that's it that is it that You're that welcome. whole scene of uh them dying uh I lasted a lot longer to me as a child that it went by really fast uh, <laughs> of the like, but I guess like I was thinking that as it happened, that it went by way faster than I remembered it. And I was like, Oh, is this going to not be as like impactful or whatever? And I think it's just cause like I've seen it so many times that I just know everything, every shot that's about to happen or whatever in this one. So the, whenever uh, they're getting on the trapeze and stuff, I think maybe it's just that, that whole deal of like when you're a kid and just time goes slower like you're yeah. what, like a movie feels like it's like a thousand days long until it's <laughs> over, but like that scene just went by so fast to me for some reason. Did it? Did it feel? Did it? Did it? You you said like, oh, that's artsy or something when the the mm. rope swings back into frame and stuff like that. Did that whole? Did that scene hit you where it gets you? <laughs> I mean, I feel like you see it coming from a mile away. Like yeah, from the moment yeah. that you see the the evil henchman, like. Right, you know, sawing at the, the rope. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know exactly what's gonna happen, and of course, like the dad gets on it and it frays a bit, and Robin's on there, it frays a little bit more, and then you yeah. put like the extra weight of the mom. Yeah, uh, and of course, it's gonna snap. But yeah, I, I actually really liked. I was wondering how they were gonna do it. Yeah, and how they were gonna show that death. Batman Forever, uh, when they show Robin's parents like falling, it's just this like awkward slow motion shot of them like falling through the air and stuff like that, and then you just see their dead bodies like on the ground. Yeah. Uh, in this, you don't even see their bodies on the ground. You just see them like, oh, we're about to do a cool little flip, and then the music and everything stops, and then the rope swings back, and that like, well, this is a triv that I'm just spoiling or whatever, but like, cool. Uh, it's they they had a whole I don't know what it was originally looked like but they had a whole sequence of them falling and and all that kind of stuff and then the censors were like nah this is too bad too dark and scary and stuff and you can't show this, this. is Fox Kids and, you can't show that yeah but then yeah this is Fox Adults <laughs> but then uh, they they've always talked about like how much better it is because of that like that that moment of just oh, yeah. like boom 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 boom. 
Oh my god, the rope! What is like way cooler, and you know what happened. Like you don't need to be shown them falling or hitting yeah. anything. Like you obviously, like holy shit or whatever. Uh, and then just the shot of Bruce Wayne after that, like standing up, gasping or whatever. And then that's the whole moment. And it's like this episode's fucking great, bro. It is <laughs> for it so is. many reasons. And I think it's it's one of those things is like giving people like the permission to use their imaginations or whatever. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what's going to happen before it happens. I mean, of course there could be like some like amazing Bruce Wayne changes into Batman and like fucking whatever saves them from right, falling yeah. kind of situation. Like it's possible. Um, but it's just so artfully done. And I think sometimes that's like a lot of like really good, like modern horror movies don't show you a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they just leave it like, like they show you just enough so you know what's going to happen, but then they yeah. don't show you everything. And I think that's it's something that's, again, like a lot of modern filmmakers are using that technique because it can be more impactful to because then you're just like, it's not this like slow motion parents falling. And I'm so glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, like you said, it, it can just be awkward and cliche. And this is just super freaking just super well thought out. And uh I think they did. I think they did great. I think that applies to some of the other like flashback Batman scenes too, where like so much is in shadow and darkness, uh, and like Batman is more scary to the criminals because they can't even see his face. They can't see like anything that's going on. Yeah, he's just like a pair of eyes and ears sticking out of a bush, and they're like, "What the fuck yeah. is that? I better <laughs> shoot it!" And then, <laughs> and then he kicks their ass. They're like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" Like, yeah, that's that's something that we don't see a lot on the show so far at least is like criminals actually being like scared shitless from Batman. And even in the opening scene, they're up on the like construction site and stuff. And the uh, Batman and Robin are in full view. Like you could, you see every inch of them like colors and everything. Uh, And I think that's part of what helps separate the flashback from the modern scenes or whatever is that like, Batman is a little bit I don't know if this is intentional or not but Batman's like a little bit more uh of a, like a spooky like I don't know monster or something like he's like a, a legend a myth or something more so than he is everyone knows okay Batman's probably going to show up to my crime spree thing mm-hmm. in present day and in the like 10 years ago thing he's just like this like wait what there's a there's a Batman like what's going on cuz he's like barely been around or whatever yeah um yeah, I, I realized I forgot to read the official synopsis. I'm going to do that now. I just got so excited <laughs> wait, wait, to talk wait. about Robin's record. <laughs> I hear you. I do. Before you do it, though, I do want to interject that I, I feel like this is one of the first times that we see him, like his Batman's usefulness, especially in the past, is like yeah. really good. And again, yeah. you're saying like he's scary and he's strong and he's all these other things. Um, he seems a lot more adept and. Yeah, he's I, like I, what he intended to be or whatever. Like he's he's more of like the like I don't know, symbol or or whatever uh, metaphor you want to do of like just just you know, there there's the like cheesy like I will become the bat. I will be I will strike terror into the hearts of criminals kind of a thing and he's yeah. just he's actually doing that for once like <laughs> yeah. very rarely so far have we seen anyone not just go like ah fucking Batman kill him. They're like now in the flashback stuff, especially they're like, oh shit, get out of here, run, fuck, yeah. fuck. Yeah. 
Which it's weird. Great. It seems yeah. like he's becoming less adept as time goes on. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's the bat. So. Whatever, guys. Yeah. Just go. Just get on. Keep going. Keep going with the crime. It's fine. Batman's in his flop era right now. Uh, <laughs> in present day, <laughs> he's gonna make a comeback. I just know yeah, it. he will. He will. Uh, yeah, official synopsis from Warner Brothers. When Batman and Robin bust up an extortion ring trying to damage a high-rise under construction, Batman learns the name of the gang leader. To Robin's surprise, he refuses to let Robin continue the investigating with him, preferring to work alone instead. Miffed, Robin accesses the Bat computer to learn that Batman to learn what Batman wouldn't tell him on their case. To his shock, he finds that the case is connected with Tony Zuko, a gangster who was responsible for the death of Robin's parents during the latter's high wire act. A gangster Rob- from the Fire Nation. Yeah, I'm funny, yeah. okay? <laughs> You're like, oh, Azula. Tony Azula. Uh <laughs> Robin decides to take matters into his own hands and deal with Zuko on his own, despite Batman's orders not to. See show 537 for part two is how that ends. <laughs> it is a two-parter. We haven't talked it about is. that yeah. yet. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah, I, forward to it. I always, I'd always like try to keep that a secret from you and then forget instantly that you'll have to put the DVD in and you go, oh, hey, part one. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a yeah. surprise until now. Yeah. And oh, to go back, to go back in time. And I don't know how I know this. At the beginning, uh-huh. you asked if I like knew anything about Robin's past. Sure. And I was like, nope, not a thing at all. Mm-hmm. I. As a circus person, I feel very embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> he is an aerialist. He's a flyer. Yeah. He just trapeze. He's a circus dude. And I did know that, and I knew that his parents died. I didn't know Acrobat how. is the word you're looking for. Uh, to you, uh, normies, <laughs> a simpleton. Yeah. Maybe you'd call a muggle. But uh, well, I thought you were trying to search for the word. But there you go. No, Whatever. that 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 art form is a flyer. Okay. Someone who's up and doing that shit. Well, stuff. that makes sense because they're the flying graces. See what I mean? The flying dicks, as you said. <laughs> flying you first dicks. Saw We're all named Dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even related. <laughs> That's a flying She's Dick. Just a bunch of Richards really into trees. Yeah, the flying Richards. That'd be way worse. <laughs> Sounds really dumb. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's change our names and get into... Uh, yeah acrobatics <laughs> something i do like uh like th- this episode came out a couple years before batman forever which would be the next time we see robin's uh parents die in a <laughs> medium uh but like in in batman forever the flying graysons are just already wearing like robin costumes basically uh oh, and so when he okay. becomes robin he's just like okay i'm just gonna make like a souped up version of that costume to be robin uh, which I don't know if I like that or not. I definitely prefer in this. I think that there there's nothing to do with Robin or or you know Batman related things at all. Uh, that that feels like a Skywalker type of thing of like not everything has to be like destiny and connected and stuff. Right, <laughs> yeah, I do. I was wondering actually this episode if we were going to learn about how like how Robin did we learn mm-hmm. how Batman. No, Do not we, we get Robin's origin story first. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the whole, like, the name, like, the naming yeah. convention. I mean, you don't have to tell me if there's a spoiler thing. You can just say, you know. There's, there's more you. stuff coming up, yeah. We'll, we'll get more. There's going to be at their funeral, and, like, a Robin's going to land on the grave, and he's like, <laughs> I'm the Robin! <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if we do get a reason for the name Robin. Ah, uh, is, but, do we yeah. get a reason for the name Bat? 
kind of, yeah. <laughs> Just stop asking me questions. Do we get, really? do we get reason for the... Oh, penguin makes sense because he looks like a penguin. <laughs> he's, he's Riddler a chicken, doesn't make sense. That's not a good name for him, at least in this <laughs> show. <laughs> Catwoman has nothing to do with cats. She just hates cats, and I don't get it. <laughs> Cat hate woman was just too hard to say. Batman anyway. just has, like, pet bats. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's always getting mad at people for experiment testing their products on bats all the time. <laughs> I like, I think my favorite, uh, and I can't remember if it's the same in the comics. I used to love Deadpool. I You... Man, okay. of all things what? that I regret, this is, a, I'm sorry, I'm diverging. <laughs> oh, you good. Uh, of all the things that I regret losing from my past, um, I do have this old Spider-Man thing that I did, which I love, but I, for an art class, did um, this extreme close-up. We were supposed to, like, blow up, like, we were yeah. learning how to do, like, the grid thing, and you make art bigger. Yeah. And uh, I decided to do Deadpool, like most like half of his face and like a little mm-hmm. bit of a sword Ooh. and i made this like probably two foot by like four or five foot like drawing of like the front yeah. of his face. and it, like came out really good and like even my dad had it hung up for a while Ooh. um and i was just like i don't know what happened to it you know <laughs> yeah. just probably like moving and stuff it was just oh that's that old shitty art now i'm like why didn't i save that thing that i did i have to redo it that's why maybe well maybe you'll find like an old photo it's in the background of or something like that i don't know you can mm, only hope no i don't really have <laughs> no. any photos from the past actually okay well it's depressing yeah, um, you should have. Well, it's probably also looks better in your head than it did in real life. I'm just gonna say it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I, I don't know. My Spider-Man is still pretty good. <laughs> I actually just looked I, out the other day. I'm like, oh, I still have that. I only say. I want to be clear. I only say that because I think about art that I did in the past sometimes, and then I look at it and I go, oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I'll, yeah, I'm just gonna have to redo it. I'm gonna like yeah. start this thing, this search here. Um. But yeah, the Flying Graysons. <laughs> yeah, so let's get back on this podcast. <laughs> what do you think of Tony Zuko, his character? Uh, he's, I mean, he's just like a bad guy. I don't feel like super yeah. connected to him one way or the other. Yeah, he's like, he, he has such a, I don't know, he's 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 not like very, he's not like a nothing bad guy, like a, like your, um, honestly, your Arnold Sewer Stromwells. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but uh, like he... He kind of just inadvertently becomes so involved in Batman's like mythos or whatever. Like he's just like, "Give me your money, old man." He's like, "No, whoops, get out of here." Yeah. And then he's like, okay, uh, you'll be sorry though. I'm gonna create Batman's sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Like on accident. Yeah. No, he's, uh, I wish he said that though. Yeah, I'm gonna kill Robin's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Robin? Dick, yeah. you'll learn about it later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the future. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice on um, the back computer when Robin's looking up Tony Zuko's like aliases? One of them is Sid the Squid. I uh, yeah, which, which was that guy from the Man Who Killed Batman that everyone thought killed Batman. Uh, which is very strange because it's like, did he, did he hear that guy's name and go, yeah, I'm that guy. I killed Batman. Like he's trying to take the. I, that <laughs> actually really, really, really confused me. <laughs> <laughs> When it came up, you're like, oh, so it's that guy, I guess. Well, that like it it threw me so much for a loop because I was like, 
going through these names in Yomi, I'm like looking for like typos and I'm yeah, looking yeah. for like this. And I can't remember what that last one was that really Punky Lesh. <laughs> Punky Lesh. I'm like, that's got to be someone. There's a story behind that one. Yeah. Um, but it really like, I don't know. It, it just, it, it was so like off-putting because it was like this list of names you don't know, this list of names like are, are one of these names that you definitely do know. Yeah. And I got kind of like thrown off as to like what was the, what they were even talking about because it just, yeah, I mentioned in the yeah. trivia on Man Who Killed Batman that uh, we'd get another character who used that name. Oh, uh, you did say that, that, didn't that's you? That's this moment. But yeah, there's no. that's all you get. There's no other, ever an explanation of why he would have used that name or whatever. I, I ha- if, if there is a canonical reason, that's what I have to assume is that he's like, okay, that guy's known as like this big badass in the crime world, so I'm going to pretend that's my name or something like that. But yeah, otherwise, okay. it's just like, okay, we got a list of gangster names on the... <laughs> on the like Batman Bible or whatever. And he's just, <laughs> just pulled that one out and forgot. They already used it for like a main character. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> one of our patrons pointed out on, on uh, Twitter recently that like in the live action movies, they just swap out the kind of, uh, you know, sea level gangster character for like a main villain for both <sighs> Batman and Robin's uh, like origin stories like the they just make the Joker the guy that killed Batman's parents in uh, Batman, yeah, <laughs> and then in Batman Forever Two faces the Tony Zuko spot. Uh, oh, like he's at the ring and and shoots the rope or something like that to cause them to fall. Okay, that's kind of weird. Yeah, and I said like, oh, because Joe Chill is the name of the guy that killed. You never learned that in the DCAU, but uh, in in comics. I guess you do in the DCAU comics, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe Chill's the Batman murder, Wayne murder guy. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, my favorite character is Joker Chill and Two-Face Zuko. Yeah. <laughs> or Toonie <laughs> Zuko is what I said with a, two, with a W. <laughs> I, uh, I, I also in um, the 89 Batman... It's the... And I've always hated this. Yeah, I've yeah. always hated this, that it's like, it's the Joker... But as a younger yeah. guy with an actor who looks yeah. nothing like nothing Jack like Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Not yeah. even a little bit. Just got, like he could have been like a completely different race or gender or whatever. Yeah. And just like nothing like him. And I, yeah. that always that like I remember being confused as a kid. They're like, oh, but it's the the Joker, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, he killed he killed your parents. But it always had that disconnect. Cause it just and he look. says the 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 whole like you have a dance in the with the devil oh, by the damn. pale moonlight. Light. He says by the pale moonlight, and then Jack Nicholson Joker later says in the pale. Like he doesn't even say the right thing. I never noticed so, that. <laughs> they're like that's the one connection that makes you realize like oh it's the same guy, but he doesn't even say it right or whatever. <laughs> so they yeah. need to do like a prequel. And it's like his cousin or something. You know, it's the <laughs> yeah. Joker's cousin. No, why you idiot? I told you it's by, it's by or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like there's a whole. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Bruce Tim and and Co have talked about too that they hated the they that they just made it the Joker in yeah. that movie, and so they like heavily chose not to go with that. <laughs> that was going to be part of that gun story though that got canceled. Was that the gun oh. would eventually end up in the Joker's like pre Joker Joker's hands, and then you see him kill the 
Wayne's. So it almost happened in this universe, but oh we can we don't have to count it. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I feel like that's even. I don't know. There's just so many better ways to do it, but I like the idea <laughs> yeah. of it not being like Two Face or whatever. It's just yeah, and that's the same us. kind of thing with uh, the costume thing I was just talking about. Where it's just like destiny that these characters have to be intertwined or whatever. I think it's almost more poetic for it to just be like random street thug guy. Because then when Batman decide, you know, Batman and Robin both like, I got to fight crime. They're fighting like crime, not just like looking for one guy or whatever. Like if, yeah. if only we there was less crime, this kind of thing wouldn't happen or something. Which is kind of funny because <laughs> there's so many like revenge characters out there. It's cool. Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, I'm just going to do all, all bad guys because that's better or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like um, uh, Robin in this episode uh is probably the the most like i don't know uh relatable he's ever been in any of these so far he's just been this kind of wacky little dude that just kind of follows batman around yeah uh what what did you feel about like the the emotional arcs of this episode compared to past ones that we've watched um i think this is like and you know i like i like the the heavier things i yeah. like things that you can be more connected to um I feel like this one's great. It's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of heart. It's got um more like it just feels like a more realistic storyline. It it still has its moments of like you you had a um That's not Last so long uh, <laughs> with the rivet gun on the on the construction site. <laughs> the rivet gun shooting rivets. The juggling clown not yeah. juggling a juggling pattern. That one bugged me. Yeah, that's one of those things where you see like a trombone guy playing, and it's not anywhere near the notes that the trombone is actually doing. Like uh, we, I'm sure we have crossover of, ah oh, man, why didn't you just consult or use a guy that actually knows what he's doing or whatever? <laughs> oh, I've always thought that with people playing guitar. And you just yeah. hear like the notes changing the background, and someone's holding a not chord and yeah. strumming not yeah. to the. St- it's like, ah, oh, why do you do <laughs> or, this? I feel like drums are the most obvious because, like, oh, you hit a different drum, <laughs> and yeah, it made a different sound. But yeah, I mean, the juggling guy, I feel like is just probably like an animation thing. But was there anything else in the circus that, like, there's like a lady standing on a horse? There's all the elephant tricks and stuff like that. Anything else that stuck out to you that was like. That's not a real thing or whatever. No, no, it was actually okay. like pretty, like there was a, a three high. Uh, 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 someone no, standing on man. the shoulders of someone standing yeah, on yeah. the shoulders. And that was like, you know, like it, the, the the way the, the movement wasn't necessarily accurate, but it's the thing that people do. Yeah. So Because I, I have to assume that when they write that stuff in the script, they're just like circus stuff is happening. Yeah, and then like the storyboard artists and whatever like figure it out. And in that, since it goes through so many different hands, I'm kind of surprised it's not worse than it is. That it's like, oh, that's actually a thing, and not like, you know, guy swallowing snake or something like that. Like yeah. just things that you would think of as like, <laughs> this seems like a really stereotypical like, you know, circus thing that's not an actual thing or whatever. Even the like, like when, the, yeah. the clown juggling pattern is like it's kind of close to a pattern called the reverse cascade. Mm. But it that's not like like his the the clubs looked kind of like they were doing a reverse cascade. His was it arms, better than Joker's ju- ball juggling where he was just going in a perfect circle and his hands were just moving? Yes, it was better than that. I hate that. There's a 
Um, the circus guild in town here, I used to do a lot of organizing for. And anytime I'd like make an, a Facebook event, I would go online and get some stock photo of jugglers. Mm-hmm. And it was always like the most inaccurate photos I could find. It was always the ones where it was like 15 balls in a perfect circle right. and a guy like just kind of, hey, I'm juggling. <laughs> like that's impossible. But yeah, we're using that image. Someone photoshopped in too many balls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in a pattern that's also impossible. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think like that whole um the whole circus flashback scene uh, is pretty like like I said it goes by pretty fast, but uh, it I think it's just enough to show you like oh so Robin like actually was involved in this kind of stuff before being Batman's partner or whatever. So it's not like some characters I feel like when they like um, I don't I can't think of any specifics right now but just comic book characters in general they'll like sewer king yeah well no I mean like they'll just know like fight like martial arts out of nowhere yeah they're like oh you're my you're on the team now and then they just like can do all these flips and stuff and I'm like you learned this in like two weeks I don't think so (laughs) so it's at least nice to see that Robin is like already a, a flyer and that he yeah. he didn't he's like when you see him doing that same kind of thing as Robin, it's like okay, yeah, that's completely believable. Um, and I, I also I love that opening scene with him, just like he's so bored and I have homework, come on, kind of a thing. And uh huh, uh huh. I I was like in the background of my head, I was like really hoping that that was going to be the audio clip that you'd choose for either the end or the break. <laughs> the very opening. If I knew it was going to take this long, I would have brought my homework. You sure about this extortion ring? Uh-huh. It's been four hours. Uh-huh. You still think they'll show? Uh-huh. <sighs> Lucky for me, you're such a good conversationalist. I use that uh-huh in the um, the Watchtower like opening, like, like, comment, subscribe thing. It just shows Batman doing the thumbs up from the biggest birthday hug ever. Uh-huh. And then it's him uh-huh. going, uh-huh, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah this is one of my favorite episodes if you couldn't tell uh i can tell i'm okay uh this is this is jumping this is jumping quite a bit but um i'm really like i know i know i know i know i know that we have our convention setups for our top 10 that Uh it's like the parts of an episode Uh uh-huh um <laughs> but I, I'm like I'm like really siding with Dylan on this one because I'm like I want to know how it resolves because I feel mm. like I'm putting so much weight into this one because I really like this episode. I don't yeah. know. We haven't like shit on it at all except for like yeah. oh the clown juggler what an asshole. Yeah, the the worst thing was probably Martha Wayne's face on that painting. It was so bad. <laughs> and it, it it unfortunately sort of ruined that moment. Like it's the most like tender heartwarming moment of the episode. <laughs> He's like, "You're are those your parents?" And just nods, and then like, "Does the hurt ever go away?" And it just shows them, and she just got the goofiest fucking face. It is, and you're like, out of "What's up with her face?" Oh my god! And I'm yeah. like, "Oh fuck, Brian, you're missing the the moment." Actually, wait, it's not out of Animaniacs. It is exactly an Invader Zim expression. That's <laughs> it what is it is. Yeah, yeah. Like the her head is tilted <laughs> yeah. to the side. Her smile yeah. is this like really like skewed, huge triangle. <laughs> It's yeah. twice the size her mouth should be. I like <laughs> want to make this my like profile picture now for like all social media. 
<laughs> really demented looking. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a good thing she died, Bruce. <laughs> Are these your There's parents? A, Whoa, Bruce, what's wrong yeah. with your mom's face? This was a comic that was written like years after the DCAU essentially ended, so it's not going to be part of this at all. But uh, there's a comic called The Flashpoint Paradox, or it's just called Flashpoint. The movie version is called The Flashpoint Paradox. And it's the Flash going back in time, and he ends up messing stuff up to where like ripples and things change on the timeline. Sure. And it's uh, instead of Batman's parents dying in the alleyway, Bruce dies in the alleyway, and his parents survive, uh, and his dad becomes Batman. Because uh, his the mom uh, just cracks when she sees like her dead son on the ground bleeding out and all this stuff, and she becomes the Joker, and it's this whole like crazy thing. And so like there's a scene of like Thomas Wayne going over to her to like console her, and then she like turns around. She's got this huge demented, and she's like. She's been holding Bruce, so her hands have blood all over them, and then she's, like, gasping, holding her mouth, so when she pulls her hand away, there's, like, a big lipsticky smile thing there. It's a really cool choice. Uh, this is choice. a way yeah. cooler storyline <laughs> than Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of. It is a pretty cool uh, take on it. And, <laughs> and, and Bruce, like, Thomas Wayne you know, is, like, this really old, rugged Batman by the present day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that that shot of her turning around and with the with the Joker smile is not too far off from the expression she had in that <laughs> painting. Is what I was trying to get at. That has nothing to do with Robin's reckoning. I'll just let you. I just wanted to let you. Oh, know. okay. Cool we thing. can get back on topic if you want, Mister Fun Buzz Kill. The flashback art was really cool and good. All the art was um, cool and really good. There was well, good yeah, light yeah. stuff too. Yeah, we're jumping all over the place. I am. This is this is one where the flashbacks. There's a couple uh, episodes. Well, this episode and one of the movies do this, where the the transition into flashbacks is this barely noticeable, like kind of warping of the screen. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, if especially if it's the first time you're watching it, probably is like it's hard to tell sometimes when we're in a flashback and when we're not, or whatever. Yeah, And, and I think. I mean, I've seen this a million times, so I, obviously I know where they are, but I think, like, you might have... You j when you were describing the episode, you're like, okay, in present day, Batman's uh, going ape shit over trying to find Tony Zuko, but he all that we see of Batman in present day is just driving in the Batmobile. He doesn't actually do anything uh, after they confront those guys at the construction site. All of the, like, Ye alleyway and goading, oh, going yeah. to Stromwell's house and all that stuff. I guess stuff that's that fine. Like, I did, I did know what time we were in. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. It, it made sense okay. to me. Um, but I think it I was just construed it later, <laughs> later on. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah, I never I said mean, the synopsises are correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, sorry. No, the, the, the flashback, like, going to Stromwell's house and stuff, that's one of my favorite parts is where it's just, like... Batman does the like just barely not the Incredible Hulk line of uh, you're gonna make me grumpy. <laughs> you wouldn't like to see me when I'm grumpy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that I one the... fell pretty flat for me because I was just <laughs> like, yeah. Oh no, I think that's yeah, supposed to be a little bit silly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm glad that you like at least remembered that there was a character named Stromwell because it's been so many episodes since we watched It's Never Too Late where he this is the only other episode that he's in, uh, and then they just choose to have him be like Tony Zuko's uncle, I guess for some reason. Yeah, I remembered him. I remember the name. I did not remember what he looked like. Yeah, I didn't remember what episode he came from. But yeah, that I mean, they, I think they say it so much in that episode that you can't yeah, forget yeah. the name. 
It also sounds like a freezer dinner. Strom Wales. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, he he definitely looks a little bit younger because it's you know a decade ago or whatever. But he's still this like craggly old fuck. Yeah. Get out of my, what what have you brought upon my house, you asshole? <laughs> Being the shit out of him with a newspaper. Yeah. I think as a kid, seeing this so many times as my like pseudo introduction to this show sort of spoiled me for what I think of Batman the Animated Series as. Yeah. It's like I think of this in part two as like the, you know, what the show is to me, uh, the quality of the show. And so when we're, especially when we're going through a lot of these earlier episodes, the front half of the show where we're just like, what the fuck? Like I, I'm spending a lot of time going... I don't remember it being this bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then, like, we get to something like this, and it's almost sticking out as, like, too good compared to the rest. Like, it makes everything else look so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate because, like, they're, they're – I think a lot of – I mean, there's really good art in this, really good, like, writing. There was nothing that, like, why did they say it that way kind of a thing. Mm. And the the way that characters interact with each other, like, even just that little moment of him smacking him with the newspaper and stuff – was like a really good like just character moment instead of just him being angry and yelling and him leaving the house and stuff that yeah. you can feel like yeah these guys actually are like uncle and nephew and and he's pissed at him and stuff like that yeah and I mean they yeah. they did like every just everything in this show was this episode was really solid yeah and Robin leaving the circus you you were like damn man or something <laughs> that was a very solemn. Even the giant buck tooth clown was crying, and <laughs> and the elephant was awkwardly waving his trunk. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a very smart elephant. <laughs> Crazy <guy>. smart. <laughs> I, I noticed for the first time, probably because when you watch this on VHS, the sound is so compressed or whatever. But uh, the when the when uh, Dick is walking out of the circus tent in the flashback, and he's like wiping his sweat or whatever, and then the elephant's like, I'm going to steal your towel, ha, ha, ha. There's like a really over-the-top, like, elephant sound effect that kind of is like more, way more than the elephant's actually currently doing. <laughs> and I thought that was a little bit, like, out of sync with everything that we're looking at or whatever, but it, it didn't, like, take me out of it. It was just like, oh, I've never noticed how, like, really uh upset sounding <laughs> or like really excited the elephant is to pull this towel off the kid or whatever. The elephant is having a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got he witnessed a murder. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's well, really, it's a good episode. It's a good episode. What do we I'm gonna talk about the cast. This let's is talk about the cast. Time, okay. We got Kevin Conroy as Batman. Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon. Which he had red hair in this episode in the flashback. He was like, sure he's did. younger. And we also saw Bullock, even though he didn't say anything. So I don't get to. I just had. That's all you get. Damn. He was there. He was As a there. cop, he's not a detective yet. Uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred. Mm -hmm. Paul Eading as Dolan. I'm not sure who Dolan is. Probably one of the like gang members at the start or something. Yeah. Uh, was that the guy that hung upside down? Maybe, yeah, probably, since he talked the most. Like, which was another, that's not how that works for you, I think, where you're like, you can't hang on to I-beams like that or something like that. <laughs> I mean, have you tried? I don't know. He has really good finger grip strength. <laughs> you have to be this muscle right here to be really <laughs> yeah. good at. Yeah. 
Oh god. Yeah, he gets, he's on like the last inch of it, just a full body weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think the way that's animated, like you started as he's running up it, you're like, "Oh, nope. What?" or something. <laughs> yeah. but, like the way, the way that when he gets to the center and it's like tilting and he's reaching for the rope but just misses. Yeah. I think that's just effective enough for me to be like, "Ah, shit, guy. Like I wish he grabbed it." <laughs> like <laughs> I think you could feel the like, "Oh, yeah, he's uh, that's not going to work out so well." kind of thing. It's okay. He's got the strongest hands you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Despite not being great in the fight, he has the strongest hands. Yeah. Just like all he had to do, they call him Handshake. And uh, Handshake Tony. Um, yeah. Uh, handshake Dolan. And, uh, handshake Dolan. You just don't, you don't want to shake that guy's hand. He's like a bad Bond villain. And he shakes your hand yeah. and just breaks it. It explodes, yeah. <laughs> uh, he recently, there was a Death of Superman animated movie, uh, not part of the DCAU. It was just like a comic adaptation. Uh, he played Pa Kent, Superman's dad. Yeah. Uh, he was Reflux in The Incredibles 2. <laughs> Which was an old man with super like throw up superpowers. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> uh, Perceptor on Transformers animated animated series or eighties animated series, the animated animated series, uh, and most notably probably he's Grandpa Max on like every Ben Ten thing or most Ben Ten things. He's like, and you don't know what that is, but Maddie just went, oh shit, while listening. Uh, <laughs> Lauren Lester as Robin, Eugene Roach as Stromwell. Joey Simrin as Robin, age ten. Okay. Uh, he it looks like he fin- he's like stopped acting uh, not too long after this, uh, but he like or not too long after like the early two thousands or so. Uh, but he was mostly just kind of random uh, child or teenager characters in like Disney Channel original movies or like Nickelodeon movies and stuff like that. Uh, the three that stuck out to me were he plays a character named Rick Dittmar, who I don't remember, in Clock Stoppers. He plays Arnie in Brink. And he plays Kid in Hulk Hogan's Suburban Commando. <laughs> <laughs> that one lands. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like 91 or something. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. Which, so he's just which some kid could he be? Kid in that. Which kid could he be? I don't know. He's Kid. One, there's only one kid in that movie, and it's him. If you haven't, if listener, if you haven't seen Suburban Commando, do yourself a favor. <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan in the like late '80s, and he's like a space warrior dude <laughs> yeah, who gets stranded yeah. in like Los Angeles. It's actually I, I mean, watched it not that long ago. It's still entertaining as hell <laughs> it's a like jingle all the way kind of entertaining <laughs> but christopher lloyd say. is the like absentee obsessed with his job dad and what's the what's the mom's name shelly duvall I don't, that's yeah i think so um yeah. she just it's so it's so dumb <laughs> it is so good i love it Shelley Duvall, uh, wife of the Joker in The Shining. There's the connection, everybody. <laughs> uh, we have Thomas Wilson as Zuko. Does that name ring a bell to you? Um, it's like the most American name ever. Yeah, it is, yeah. As I go down the list, you'll get more and more familiar. Uh, you'll start with not familiar at all. He plays Hank Haywood in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Catman and Sportsmaster in Batman the Brave and the Bold. He is Park Ranger Smith in Duckman, Private Dick. <laughs> he plays a character named Matt Bluestone on Gargoyles. Uh, this next one was one I didn't realize, I didn't know, 
But I should have known how many times I've seen Robin's Reckoning. I should have made the connection comparing voices. Um, SpongeBob, he has been several notable characters. Okay. Uh, do you remember the episode where Patrick's parents come over and by the end they turn out to not even be his actual parents? Yep. And they're like, oh, that's right. We don't have a son or whatever. Yep. <laughs> he's the dad. He's the dad okay. in that episode. Uh, he's Flats the Flounder. Okay. He is the Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> And a bunch of other uh, voices up through today, even like he's he's in an upcoming episode, so he's been he's just been guys on SpongeBob. Okay. Um, his most notable thing, of course, though, is he is Biff in the Back to the Future movies. Oh, all right. The the bad guy, yeah. Sweet. So good that's for him. him. That's Thomas Wilson. Uh, we have additional voices as well. Ed Gilbert. Diane Pershing, who's Poison Ivy's voice, so I don't know who she was in this. Hmm. Uh, Brian James, who previously played uh, Irving in Joker's Wild, yeah, Brian James. We remember because it's Brian James. <laughs> uh, he was, yeah, he's the big like henchman dude in Joker's Wild. And Roger Rose, who was the TV host in Joker's Wild, that was doing like a not Ed Sullivan, um, the C one, the one that starts with the C, and T talk show host. Um, Carl, you know, Carl. Cameron. There you go, Carl Catman. On <laughs> in that episode, on the like, oh, he's drinking milk out of the dog's mouth or whatever. Carson, or, Johnny Carson. Yeah, Johnny Carson. There you go. Nice. There you go. Good job, brain. Yeah. I'm gonna. Good job, brain. Good job, Brian. <laughs> uh, we got a, a large triv, so I'm gonna jump into it. Jump uh, on the on trivs. This is the second time we've seen Batman's previous costume. The first time in the mechanic in those flashbacks. Oh, uh, this is the, the non-yellow oval. Yeah, version. I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. I, I love how he takes his belt off, and there's like a smaller belt underneath. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a bright yellow waistband, maybe. Yeah, we we talk so much about like where does Batman keep all that stuff in the belt, and maybe it's just in the second belt underneath the belt. Mm, the trap door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cassette tape opener and the belt <laughs> buckle or whatever it just goes to the second belt. Uh, according to the book Batman Animated, Batman's costume in the flashback sequence was a cross between the original Bob Kane, that's the creator of Batman uh, design, and the Batman Year One design, which is like a famous... Uh, telling of Batman's first year. Cool. Uh, after flipping one of the gamblers in the alleyway over his shoulder, Batman's yellow emblem can be seen, which did not have in the flashbacks. So it's just, that's a little goof. Whoops. It's a little whoopsie. Uh, this episode is based on the comic story from Detective Comics number 38, April 1940. The opening scene on the construction building may be a reference to Robin's face-off with Zuko at the end of that original story. This is something that Maddie discovered while reading through the original Batman comics recently. Uh, was like, holy shit, this construction sh- uh, like fight scene is is exactly like the opening of Robin's Reckoning. We're like, oh, I wonder if anyone knows that. And it's just been on the DCAU wiki for years. Good catch, Maddie. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, part one earned the series an Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program for programming less than one hour. <laughs> nice. Uh, previously won uh, Outstanding Writing in an Animated Program for Heart of Ice in 1992. Um, according to Lauren Lester, this is Robin's voice, uh, in Hero Illustrated Special Number 1, Robin's Reckoning was the only episode submitted for Emmy consideration in 1993, so they knew it was a good one. They're like, oh. please watch this one. Don't watch anything else. <laughs> but not <laughs> Give us part... Two or the whole thing? 
I don't know if maybe they own, maybe they can only submit one or something. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, and maybe they submitted the whole thing and only part one. one I don't know. Uh, but when we, we interviewed Randy Rogel, the writer, a few years ago, or I guess it was last year maybe, uh, and uh, he showed us that he has the Emmy in his home office. He, like, brought – as soon as we, like – so this won an Emmy, and he just stood up from his chair and walked over <laughs> and grabbed like, it to show us. I've been waiting <laughs> like, so yeah. long for this. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tony Zuko's voice reminiscent of John Travolta's quite possibly as a reference to the similarity in names between Zuko and Travolta's character in Greece, Danny Zuko. <laughs> I don't know if that's on purpose at all, but I, it did kind of sound like a Travolta impression a little bit. I mean, just like everybody, I think you could attribute yeah, that. It like... also sounds like Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking like any of the like bad guys you could yeah associate because they all have that like you know kind of like post post transatlantic yeah. new york gangster accent yeah. kind of thing i also think just the name tony zuko sounds like the most like i'm a gangster <laughs> name you could come up with yeah press about yeah. yeah the music played in the diner oh this is part two Fuck what I didn't say anything. There's no diner in part two. What are you talking about? Uh, Bruce Tim. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Man. Bruce Tim often said the scene where Dick Grayson says goodbye to his circus friends before leaving Coraine Manor has made him cry several times. It's a, it's a, it's a tearjerker. The whole there's several of those moments in the episode. Yeah, that's all the trips. <gasps> Good trips. Trips. That's all I got. Nice. Thank you. There might there I I I should have looked a little harder because I feel like this episode is so monumental that there's got to be more like interesting stuff. So if anyone, if any listener or Maddie, Maddie doesn't count as a listener apparently. They're separate. Uh, <laughs> knows of any trivs that was, would be good to mention to Brian that I didn't bring up? Tell me because because we got another one coming up. We got to know. Yeah, pew, we got pew. part two. Finger but guns. Yeah. Pew pew pew. <laughs> pew pew part two. Robin's rickety. <laughs> pew pew part two. <laughs> pew pew that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be the title episode. of this episode <laughs> is pew pew part two or part <laughs> and then one. part two is something else pew pew <laughs> whoops we did this joke already <laughs> <laughs> so people would be so good robin's reckoning part one or pew pew part two <laughs> <laughs> well we have to do it now though has nothing to do with it. I mean, there were guns. It's in reference to the rivet gun in the opening scene. There you go. The rivet gun that shoots yeah, rivets. shoots rivets. Uh. <laughs> Maybe they thought it was like a nail gun or something. I don't know. You you are also like from 1910? Or <laughs> it's a very old-fashioned looking thing. It's a very old, old. Yeah. it's like 50s stylized kind of. It's like that. That famous image of the like construction workers all sitting on the I-beam eating their l- box lunches yeah. or whatever. you know. T- it's like they looked at that and went, okay, I got it. I know what a construction site looks like now. <laughs> <laughs> Just did that. <laughs> There's an uncropped version of that photo that you should look up. And I bet it's probably easy oh. to find. Uh, I think it's called like workers eating lunch on a steel beam. <laughs> that would make uh, sense. Lunch atop a skyscraper. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like... What's the... What does the uncroppedness of it show? Um, it's just wider, if I remember correctly. But it like, okay. kind of puts it more into context. <laughs> Let me see. I remember seeing something about it, but it's been some years. So Batman's usefulness. Yeah. Super high. We he's, he's pretty useful. Yeah. He's like, that kid 
I'm really mad at the guy that killed the kid's parents uh, more so than any other villain for some reason. But, yeah, he did a lot of good stuff. Um, he found him very easily, and then he left a tracer in the house or, like, a microphone or whatever to a, li- a weird little, like, uh, uh, Tumblr... <laughs> that's not the, I'm sorry. Not what? Tumblr, the website. What, what is it called? Like a locker lock when you turn it for the tumblers, like a safe lock. What is that called? Is that, when you turn it for the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like that it, kind of thing. It looks like that. I think the tumbler is the backside <laughs> of the lock where the pins actually are. I agree. I just don't know what it, what it, that the turny part's called. Dial? The turny part. Sure. He leaves like one of those under stuck under a chair is all I'm trying to say. Oh, it does look like that. It really does. It's like a little one of those. I also can't find the uncropped version. I thought there was something more enlightening That's okay. about it. <laughs> Go on. And then Batman has his little Bluetooth headphone in the parking lot listening to it. He do. He's he's very advanced and not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he jumps on Tony Zuko's car punches the windshield once and then flies off like that'll show him <laughs> yeah and all the all the other like driving and stuff they're doing around in that area yeah. he i feel like he would have fallen off sooner than that or not fallen off because of that but yeah suspension of disbelief and all i'm gonna give batman eight disguise that barely doesn't look like bruce wayne's out of ten <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I actually at nine. I'm giving him nine. Okay. <laughs> Switch it to nine. That's also good. <laughs> very um, useful. He was very useful. I don't know if I feel nine quite mm-hmm. so much. What would what would uh, a ten be for the like? What what do you what do you have to do to earn a ten? You have to like literally save the planet or yeah, something. Yeah, I was thinking like the planet's <laughs> gonna blow up and he like cuts the wire and then yeah, kills okay. everybody who like knew how to make that happen again or something. Like he just, I think I, he I can think of forever. a couple episodes uh, we'll get to in the next decade that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Batman will <laughs> earn a ten. But anyway, <laughs> uh, okay, I need a second to think of some useful something or other. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna go with our like five one blow darts out of ten and kind of thing yeah. by doing eight or nine snake eyes dice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good roll. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's like. 18 points. <laughs> um, fuck, what do I what do I choose? Uh, Nine, this guy is in Cowboy Bebop set. <laughs> like, I said to you during the episode, for an episode not animated by the Cowboy Bebop people, that's the most Cowboy Bebop looking oh. guy I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was perfect. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him an 8.8 because, I don't know, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, 8.8 list of bad guys' names with one of them that's severely recognizable <laughs> out of 10. Out of 10. Okay. Sounds good. I, I like how uh, the episode sets you up with like Marin. And you're like almost as if you're supposed to know who that is. And, I was, and then later when Alfred's like, oh my fucking God, Tony Zuko, before the flashback starts, I was worried that you were going to be like, Oh, do am I missing something or whatever? But then, luckily, the episode's like, no, no, it, let me show you. Yeah, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Yeah, that was nice of them because it was for a while. I was like waiting for like Marin, 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 and then they're like Stromwell, yeah. and I'm like, that's not Marin. They're like Zuko. I'm like, that's not Marin. 
Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they got it out of the way. They you got it. They got it. And they put it on. They put uh, it right there on the screen for you. There he is. Look at Tony's Tony Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Might still be listening. Uh, keen effects. Keen. There keen were effects. some keen effects. Fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. There's some fleet. I mean, like all the like shadow work, which I think Keen said. No, yeah, was that was that the terminology? Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. Lots of good shadow that. play. Yeah. Shadow play. Shadow puppets. Lots of good shadow puppets. Um, <laughs> yeah. The headlights. We were like, ta- I think we were just talking about like cool effect. <laughs> There's really good lighting things. in this, and the headlights and turned the out headlight really cool little thing. flash. Yeah. That was some really good headlight lighting. Yeah. <laughs> And in that POV, the POV Pop. shot of Batman Point from of inside view. the car as he's driving up to him. Mm. Uh, yeah. They're, they're just the lighting in this episode in any scene was really good. Like Wayne Manor especially felt very... Ominous. Original use of the word dink uh, and, <laughs> and uh, like spooky and stuff like yeah. foreboding very like, foreboding very e- ominous and i liked the bit empty yeah. where it was kind of weird but i liked how the as the car drove up it became like enveloped in yeah. shadow yeah the sun is like behind the manor when you they pull up so it's like in shadow almost and then that bat flies by and it's just very like ominous yeah it, it's it's very empty uh <laughs> that bedroom is very empty the the dining hall is very empty actually i think if uh, we're being fair it's very scooby-doo I guess you yeah, need, like the, the bat effects the, and then like the yeah. thunder lightning. Scooby Doo just starts playing us. Oh, speaking of which, that's a very good segue to one of our patrons posted on on Twitter that they found out or they've known for a while, I guess, but hadn't mentioned it at all to us. There's a a 2000, I think, animated Scooby Doo movie, Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost. I don't know if you've seen it or heard of it, but. Uh, the trailer for that you, has a shot of a bat like flying at the camera, and I guess it's from Dreams in Darkness. It's just the shot of the bat is from that. What? Uh, and because the, they put screenshots side by side, and it's identical. Like the colors are slightly different, but probably just because of the like quality of the clip or whatever. Oh my and god! It's just the same bat. Yeah. So it's like very like weird. I mean, they're both Warner Brothers, but I like how they're like, okay, we got to make this trailer spookier. Uh, we got a shot of a bat in Batman, probably. I have to assume. <laughs> they just find a bat shot. <laughs> Man, it sounds like their Lightroom yeah. catalog is very well tagged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bats. They, they typed in bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I need a bat. Here it is. I wonder if they, yeah, if they tag shots like that. I don't to, know. To, I mean, to reuse. Otherwise, yeah. it's just they go to Dan Reba and they're like, hey, Dan, remember this. <laughs> we, need, we need a bat. Can you remember? Hey, James Strecker. <laughs> 20 yeah. years from now, do you remember? All <laughs> I the... wouldn't have been able to tell them to use that bat shot from Dreams of Darkness, probably, so I'm a, I am fail at Watchtower. I wonder database. if you could, though, if I was like, James, how, like, what episodes have bats in them? I can tell you what, probably what episodes have bats in general, but not like, we need a shot of the bat flying at the camera. Although, I don't know. I do that with other things, you but do. not this, apparently. I bet you could. I, I can tell you an episode where Jimmy Olsen shrugs, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when the bat flies at the camera. This episode. Yeah. Well, it flies by, the, not at. It's a fish story is the episode I was thinking of, and we're moving on to the top ten. Do you put this on your top ten, Brian? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Where are you going to put it, though? That I don't know. I'm cold because my heart is ice is the name of the <laughs> list. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm, like, I'm thinking top three. Yeah, it's pretty dang high up there. What are you thinking? 
I want to like stumble through this. With I want to wait. I want to wait till you, because oh. I'm still kind of thinking. What a jerk! I know we can't. Beware think the good ghost. Real nothing time. to fear. Yeah. Strange secret of Bruce. Wayne. Okay, so my list from ten to one is perchance to dreams. Yes. Strange secret of Bruce Wayne. Nothing to fear. Beware of slash the slash gray ghost slash ghost. <laughs> the only one that we're keeping. Po- <laughs> point of view. Uh, pretty poison. <laughs> Joker's favor. Almost got him. Feet of clay. Part two and heart of ice. Ooh, Those are some good episodes. <laughs> yeah. All of these are much better than On Leather Wings. But <laughs> I think I'm going to put this... I think I'm going to put this in third. Okay. That's respectable. That's respectable, <gasps> Robbins. Brian. See? This show's good, Brian. Robbins. This show's good. You like this show. Robbins Wrecked. <laughs> Part Robbins one. Wrecked. Part one, yeah. Oh God. Well, so PT. you talked about you don't you don't want to give it. Uh, you've done it now, so you can't no take backs. Nope. But you wanted to give part two like the 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 chance or whatever. Um, do we want to create a new rule that if part two yes makes part one better or worse as a collective oh. that you can move a part around? We're making up the rules. I don't care that what anyone else is screaming at the suggestion box right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> what if we don't have to figure it out this time? I mean, we could get listener help in the comments potentially. I think but. I think that no, because that will never you'd never find an agreement there. That's true. Uh, don't do that. I think we won't listen to you. I think that we can like because <laughs> like this part does feel strong. Mm-hmm. If we if we polished this one, you know, it could like be influenced later on by part two. The weird. So I think. Personally, I think because we've been doing it this way for Batman so far that we continue to do it this way for Batman, when we get to Justice League specifically, they start doing stuff where part one and two are aired on the same day if there's a two-parter or a three-parter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those ones, I think we'll have to like debate whether we count them as separate episodes because it's almost like just a back-to-back continuing a thing. Like there's not like a, like a, there's technically a part one and two, but they're they're just one episode aired on the same day, like a long episode or something. That so. to me sounds like that's just like a part one and two. I wonder yeah. about this because also like if it's also if it's equally good, am I just gonna have like mm-hmm. Robin's Reckoning Part One and Robin's Reckoning Part Two on the list? Because that also seems right, like it's yeah. kind of like I'm getting to see what what Dylan was saying, <laughs> but I wonder if we can implement yeah. it differently. Well, I mean, maybe we can decide after we watch it next time. Because definitely, uh, don't even so say far. It. <laughs> no, um, I just mean so far our part ones and twos I think have been very vastly different. different quality from each other. Yeah, maybe not vastly with Cat in the Claw, but there was still a notable like part one is better, Feet of Clay part two is better, etc. I, I mean, don't, we, maybe those are the only we each better. have. I mean, we've got two face, two face part, part one, two. way better than two face part two. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and like, I mean, not that you'd get that from my list, but like, we both agreed <laughs> that feet of we we have we both have feet of clay part two as our number two, at number and two, feet of yeah, clay yeah. part one isn't on our list at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, where's the halfway between that? But I think in an instance where they're like both like, if part two of Robin's Reckoning we both agree mm-hmm. is like good good then maybe we do just tack it on but i yeah. think maybe we have the ability we to could, break it off we could also just kind of well 
We're spending too long in this segment, but yep. <laughs> whatever, we'll, de- we'll decide next time. My top ten in reverse is Dreams in Darkness, Perchance to Dream, Eternal Youth, <laughs> Nothing to See Here is what, actually Nothing to See Her is what Brian wrote Wait, in number one. what? Uh, Did that dreams- last E not come up for you? Not yet. What? Number 10, Dreams in Darkness. Then per- There it is. Perchance to Dream, Eternal Youth, Beware the Grey Ghost, The Man Who Killed Batman, Almost Got Him, Heart of Ice, Two-Face Part 1, Feet of Clay Part 2, and On Leather Wings, Not Nothing to See Here. Damn. Ha- <laughs> Can you retype it in there? Yeah. On Pleather Things? No. <laughs> okay. So, Brian. Yes. Oh, <laughs> nice. So we're just going to erase I, <laughs> on leather wings completely. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I have changed my number one to Robin's Reckoning Part 1. This is something I knew was going to happen from the start of this podcast. <laughs> and I'm really glad that it held up because I was actually pretty worried. I haven't watched this episode in a few years and I know, and I thought I was thinking earlier, like, okay, because I had that Robin VHS tape with this on it, does that, inf- like, I've seen it so many more times than any other episode, does that influence my decision? And it might slightly, Probably. but then I thought, <laughs> I thought about how I also had the Poison Ivy tape that I watched just as much, and Eternal Youth is number nine right now, but the other one that's on that, we haven't gotten to the other one, but I'm just saying, I don't think I find those Poison Ivy episodes to be as, like, Holy shit! This is great, as the Robin one. Even though I've seen them all, the, those ones countless times as yeah. well. Um, I think it probably helps it that it's just a, a favorite of mine because I've seen it so many times. But even if it was in its, it's um, just I've seen it just as many times as anything else. It's still very good. So. I mean, this this won an Emmy. Yeah, <laughs> it's got it's got a lot going for it. <laughs> and I could see I could see part two. Like I feel like I'm I'm. I feel like I'm numbering this a little bit low because this is like, I do agree. Like this is probably, Hmm. I'm what, what, what's, what's too low. What are you talking about? Well, I feel like I'm like proactively numbering this lower than maybe I feel because I think this might like, I think that I could agree that it's better than heart of ice and feet of clay part two, but I feel I, like I'm kind of, of these, I'm being hesitant because there's a part yeah. two, and I think that's why I chose it at number three. Am I wrong to do that? I, it's your list. You you can decide. Yeah. I, the the thing that I've noticed about uh, so far is like when when we watched Heart of Ice, it was only like the seventh or something episode we watched, and so compared to everything we'd watched prior to that, of course, except for On Leather Wings, naturally, uh, <laughs> you were so like, oh my god, like. A gorilla is a really good episode, and yeah. it is a really good episode. But like, I think that your and this is not anything that I'm telling you you should change or think differently about or whatever. It's just an observation of like I think your top ten it has a different influence than mine does because I know what's coming. Yeah, and I'm trying really hard not to do that. I'm not like I'm trying to base it on just pretending I've only also seen just this much or whatever. Yeah. But, like, when I look at your list, it, it is definitely respectable. Like, I agree that these are all top ten episodes, but I, I would order them personally differently, especially knowing, like, because I'm looking at, yeah, you've got Feet of Clay Part 2 had a really good ending with Clayface freaking out and flapping all over the place, and the animation was amazing. <laughs> and then not, like, the rest of the episode's bad, but it's like, is that enough to for it to be at your number two? That kind of a thing. But mm. I, I won't tell you what to do. That's just my... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's harder, and I know that like people also have like their different 
I'm sure there's people out there that are like, man, you got a weird list. But I will also say as as someone just going through it for the first time and someone who generally like I feel like I need to like experience things like two or three times to like really I, make them yeah. set in. Like I have like vivid moments and things that like Heart of Ice and like why it hit me. And I'm like, oh, it's just such a good story. And like the art yeah. doesn't really sell it for me either. So it's mostly about like the storyline is what my list is consisting of. But like, I don't remember most of Heart of Ice. So I'm just kind yeah. of going on the, like the emotional impact of what it left. Which I think that's totally fine because yeah, like I think we're both going to agree that the the best episodes are the ones that are going to like, not just be this stupid little Batman punches some guys and they get away the end. Like it has like a, like a Robin's reckoning or heart of ice level emotional impact, or it's like an almost got him man who killed Batman kind of a deal where like we get a really good character interactions and, and yeah, like super original and all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think everything on both of our lists are fall into one of those two categories and the, uh, anything coming up, even if you're like, I have no, I couldn't not tell you what Joker's favor is about kind of a thing. It's still on there because at the, at that time you saw it as like deserving of being on the list. Deserving. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, books or hip hop. We forgot to do that. Is this books or hip hop? This is. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's a tough. Yeah, I think it's books too, but not in the same way books have been other episodes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got like a sprinkling of hip hop at a couple moments, but I think that the book, it's a really solid book. It's like a, uh, I mean, oh, it's a really well written book. What? what? It's like this book The Book Thief. Oh, this is such a good book. <laughs> Marcus Zuzek. Yes. Hello everyone, this is Editing James interrupting really quick before the mail segment. Just in case, you know, there's some of you that skipped the mail segment and I don't want you to miss this. On Sunday, two days from when this episode of the podcast drops, September 18th, we are premiering on the Watchtower Database YouTube channel our Will It Cannon episode on Batman and Harley Quinn. I would love for all of you to be there, whether you're in the chat or not. You could be in the chat. Being in the chat is awesome. Joining us on Sunday for the big live premiere. This is a video that we've been working on for upwards of five years in terms of the research and build up over other videos, working on revisions of the script, getting costumes and everything ready for this. And, you know, the funny, funny virus that was going around that kind of delayed it a little bit. We filmed this almost a year ago and it has been consuming my every minute of editing time when I'm not working on other videos on the channel. It is by far the biggest video we have ever done in terms of production quality. We have locations, we have costumes, we have actors, we have a cartoon character in the video from a Justice League episode. Me, Ted, and Maddie are all in the video. It is the ultimate, but not penal ultimate because that means second to last will it canon episode you do not want to miss this so please join us on sunday it's going to be around noon you'll see the video pop up in your notifications or on discord or twitter or instagram everything that you follow us on and if you're not up to date with our channel story i would highly recommend at least catching our batman the adventures continue will it canon the multiverse revisited video and the poison ivy plant or person video that we just put out a couple months ago those are kind of the direct lead-ups to this video there will definitely 
definitely be a previously on the Watchtower Database style little segment at the start. So if you don't have time to watch those and just want to catch the premiere of this, all is well. But I would highly recommend those videos if you're looking for easy catch-up and mustard and all the other condiments. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to make sure I got that in the podcast, talking to you guys directly about this. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And now it is time for Yappy Mail. Here it is. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, here we are, definitely not the next day, recording no. mail. Same we day. Drop what <laughs> we drop. Our weekly yachts. Oh, yeah, those. Into the comment box first. There sure was a lot. Now Jamie's I'm mad. mad. Too bad so we're all. At least I am. Just Dylan Paula. Some demonic hell creature that says, at least I am every time. <laughs> I do need to actually like re-export that so it's a little more... Oh, we'll get Kimmy's Yappy Mail v2.mp3 or whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, the, I think actually that was like v5 or something that you sent me. Three? <laughs> I think that was three. Okay. Well, so we'll meet in the middle of uh, two and five. Right? Four point... Yeah. Nothing. No. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is the mail section. <laughs> we have. Uh, well, I said last time we did double mail because the Dan Reba episode went really long. Um, however, also the Robin's Reckoning episode has gone really long. But I'm still gonna do double mail because <laughs> why not? Okay, you're here for it. I told you it happened. This first one comes from Tip Tapricot. A special occasion contemplation. I was originally going to make a regular message with episode details, but instead. It's been 50 episodes of yops and goofs and laughs. It's been 50 weeks and more of a board filled with laugh tracks. <laughs> Batman has been kind to us, except for when he's not. But we've still pushed past all the Sewer King brain rot. <laughs> and now that we're here on a magical episode, I'm just so excited for what comes down the road. Oh, that's great. Happy 50 episodes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's your applause, Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome well we done have, we well have done too, too talented of listener <laughs> I, it's a little overwhelming isn't it when dylan split his horcrux soul into 1700 <laughs> sock puppets uh, it actually it enhanced each horcrux or whatever not to say that dylan can't sing i don't know i've never heard him try Guess he'll have to next time. <laughs> Give us a yappy song next mail segment. Yeah, thank you, Tip Tapricot. Uh, this next one is from Scarlowe, a yappy sub podcast. It's recently come to my attention that you will not be covering the most forgotten DC DCAU show, Earl, the animated series. So I thought I should do a podcast within a podcast to keep Brick up to speed with this important part of the DCAU. Oh, boy. Hello, listener. Welcome to Jump on the Mechanic Wagon. I'm your host, Scarlowey One. In this episode, I will talk about the episode, The Magician of the Fender Bender. After the Batmobile gets into a Fender Bender with the Joker now style, Earl must order a new Fender from Houdini Auto Parts. That's all that happens. <laughs> yeah, this show's kind of boring. No wonder James and Brick aren't watching it. <laughs> anyway, 
See you next week. Same PV time, same poo poo channel. <laughs> <laughs> it is a show that we're skipping over because it just didn't. Get, it got just as good of ratings as "Dude, Where's My Batmobile?" So, yeah. oh we yeah. Just, yeah after we watched that. that one, we're like, no more of that. I can't do that. Mm-mm. From Scotty Cameron, Rigunzel, let down your guns. Hey, Yappy dudes, great episode as always. I gotta say, the Joker's monologue was definitely a highlight of the episode. This is from uh, Man Who Killed Batman. I had seen Mark Hamill give that monologue at the Star Wars convention before I actually saw the episode. All around, I love the episode. It's definitely top ten worthy Brother Broderick, Brick Broderick Lees. Zatanna is a Batman's origin story episode that introduces heroes from the broader DC universe like Zatanna and Zatara. This is what I alluded to in my criticism of Off Balance, where it only introduces Count Vertigo, but not Green Arrow. Here we have a villain for Zatanna, and it's used, it's used to introduce Zatanna. Also, I like that we get glimpses of Batman's origin story and Zatanna being a flame to Batman. The villain was forgettable, and I can't remember his name. I just remember his scheme of trying to frame Zatanna for a crime and him being a Nostromos lookalike, if I recall correctly. <laughs> I'll re- like fat Nostromo, I guess. Yeah. I'll rewatch it between now and the podcast episode to refresh my memory. Is that, uh, his, uh, is that his hip-hop name? Fat Nostromo, Nostromo, yeah, with a PH. I didn't know that the Avenged Sevenfold frontman had surgery on his vocal cords. Interesting. Avenged Sevenfold is a band I've been meaning to listen to for a while. Right now I've been listening to The Architects, Within Mm. Temptation, Parkway Drive, Bad Omens, and Ice Nine Kills recently. I think it's a bad omen that I'm digging those bands. Stay yappy. <laughs> I haven't heard of most of those, but maybe Maddie has or something. I mean, I feel like <laughs> bad omen. I mean, if, if you're enjoying something, enjoy it. And don't mm-hmm. and do not hesitate yes. to enjoy. Do what you want to do. Okay. Unless it's murdering people, don't do that. This is from Keen Machine. <laughs> Attention, jury summons. And this is all written in like typewriter font. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> Greetings, James and Brian. You are hereby summoned to appear in court to serve as jurors in the pending trial of Keen Machine v. Dear Listener. Date today. Time immediately. Location Yapi Court. Reasons that would disqualify <laughs> you from serving. None. Nope. Nada. Please note, trials may run longer than expected, but we do guarantee you will be compensated for your time with maximum entertainment. Thank you for serving your community. Keep it keen. P.S. Happy 50th episode. Thank you. <laughs> the trial you are witnessing is real. These are actual listeners of the podcast. The parties have agreed to have their disputes settled in a dramatic public display for maximum sure entertainment him. right here in our forum. Welcome to Yappy Court. The crossovers of these. <laughs> Court is now in session for the case of King Machine versus the dear listener. Please, please state your position. Your Honor, I'm seeking justice on behalf of my clients as Keen Machine clearly broke Yappy Law by being featured not once, not twice, but three times in last week's episode. Defendant, how do you plead? My client pleads not guilty, Your Honor. I call the defendant to the stand. Keen Machine, is it true that you had three voice messages featured in last week's episode? Yes, it is. And yet you don't find that in direct conflict with the established <laughs> rules. <laughs> Overruled. I want to hear this. <laughs> While unusual, I am of the conviction that this unique situation is not beyond the scope of Yappy Law in any fashion. Irregular does not mean wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
except when it does. Take that! No further questions. <laughs> Defense is witness. No time. You know the best decisions are made in haste with limited information. On to the defense's closing statement. <laughs> James and Brian of the jury. Yes. While it is true that my client, Key Machine, was featured three times on last week's episode, <laughs> we must note that each of these messages was sent on a different week. The first was late in its arrival. Thus, it was aired in the following episode. The second was in response to what should have been next week's episode before the delay was made public. And the third, that was sent after yet another week had passed. Therefore, this case, while idiosyncratic in nature, is not antithetical to the spirit of Yappy Law. <laughs> How will this case end? What will the jury decide? If found guilty, what is the penalty? Is any of this even enforceable? <laughs> Tune in next time to catch the ending of Yappy Court. <laughs> A team machine production. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Oh my god. Oh god, to... top it off with a stinger. I love it. Yeah, can we... we have to like up the production value of the podcast uh, no. before the mail section takes over. <laughs> Did we really have three? I thought we had two Keen Rashid plus messages. I don't I'm, maybe I'm, I'm not even gonna to. question it. Uh, just yeah, when, yeah. when someone puts that much work into a message, I just you could say forty, I'd be like, Yeah, forty voice <laughs> yeah. messages. You're we right, we did 40. do that, yeah. Uh, well, this time being double mail, I don't think counts against the because I it's double mail. So you I mean, we could two. have it. Although we let's let's make it a little more awkward because then maybe we'll get another episode of Yappy Court. <laughs> um, this week we're supposed to have only half a voice message. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone going over half a voice message is in direct violation. Uh, but we're, are, are we supposed to actually uh, make a decision on? Oh, I think we're supposed to find out next time on Yappy Court. That's what it told me at the end there. Oh, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> I really love the mix of Judge Judy and the Ace Attorney video game inside, inside <laughs> of this. <laughs> Objection! And all this stuff. <laughs> the 8-bit soundtrack. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm so happy. I'm sorry that anyone has to follow that up. We got Scotty Cameron about downtown Dan Reba Brown. Uh, <laughs> that's what I called the last episode, if you hadn't seen. Uh, hey, Yappy Dudes, it was an amazing show. Thanks to Dan Reba. Oh, yeah, okay. Rewatching Zatanna made me notice a lot of the things Dan Reba was pointing out about the episode. I also was reminded of the prestige and Saw 5 when I see the UN Saw movies, I guess. Uh, they're not bad. They're not terrible. Montague Kane's characterization reminded me of Hugh Jackman's Robert Angiers from The Prestige. Angiers, I don't know. Uh, Zatanna, Christian Bale's Alfred Borden. Borden. I just watched that movie not too long ago, and it is excellent. I don't know if you've seen it before. It's really good. Uh, it's I've been realizing that I've, I often judge quality of TV shows and movies by how many times it makes me, I realize that my mouth is just open and I'm going like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that movie had me doing that like 60 times. Uh, I will, I'll save my thoughts for Robin's Reckoning for part two. I'll just say when Brian heard the title Robin's Reckoning and his first guest was Batman or, uh, origin, Batman's origin story will always be hilarious to me. Uh, and last we have Keen Machine. 
Robin's Reckoning Part 1. Finally, what we've all been waiting for, Batman's, crossed out, Robin's origin story. <laughs> Oop, and then, oops, forgot to attach my voice message. And then here it is. <laughs> Greetings. My lawyer says I'm not supposed to make any public statements until my trial is over. But hey, Robin's Reckoning Part 1. Good episode. Keep it keen. <laughs> You're not wrong. It is a good episode. <laughs> Short and sweet. Maybe our double yeah. mail is not going to be that long after all. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see how YouTube comments go. We got some voice messages on uh, Anchor. Mm. Uh, this first one's from Jordan Bloom in GCN Musical Minute. I assume this is for the man who killed Batman. It's GCN, Gotham City News with Jack Ryder. Tonight's top story, a magician was arrested no, and was Batman a said she didn't do anything wrong and then she was not arrested and that's all that happened as far as I can tell. <laughs> now over the music. Jamie, last week you pulled up an example of the DSE ray and you pulled up Mozart's DSE ray, which is very cool. I had been talking about the original Latin chant oh. from long before Mozart. DSE ray, DSE la. Those first four okay. notes there are really something to listen to anytime you're watching something. You'll be shocked how often it comes up. It's the melody for Making Christmas, Making yeah. Christmas mm -hmm. from Nightmare Before Christmas. It's also the theme of the old man from Home Alone. Every time he shows up and scares the hell out of Kevin McAllister, you hear this dramatic <laughs> da-da-da-da. <laughs> anyway, all this is just to say that they used that in this episode, and I was so happy to hear it. Oh. <laughs> they did? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't even listening for it at that point. We had, we had been recording before we knew about this thing i'm sorry i used the wrong one jordan uh dylan pollock abracabatbra <laughs> it's time for the thoughts of the week with dylan pollock on zatanna or what what do you mean a mirror was used to make the money disappear that doesn't make any sense all right moving on <laughs> i wish this had happened earlier in the season so we could see district attorney harvey dent seriously prosecuting a magician while harvey ball goes what investigation commission the money was there then it was gone it had to be heard <laughs> also, escape is really solely the fault of the Gotham police. We're not putting anyone with a magician in handcuffs. You think if the NYPD arrest David Blaine, they take their eyes off of that guy? I don't think so. <laughs> so let's get to the question of the week. And because this is such a forgettable episode, sorry, I almost forgot to mention this is James' favorite part. Get excited, uh, James. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> because this is a forgettable episode, if you were a magician, what episode so far would you make disappear? <laughs> oh, not necessarily the worst episode, because we can enjoy episodes for being bad like the Sewer King. Yes, we can. But what is the most uninteresting episode that you'd say it really wouldn't matter if that didn't exist? We can erase it. Let Still me know. Sewer King. <laughs> uh, I a lot of people were defending "It's Never Too Late" the train PTSD episode, uh -huh. but it was very boring to us, and not, like nothing was exciting. Nothing was like got us energized either direction, positively or negatively. It was just like, oh my god, I'm falling asleep. I'd probably poof that one away. Sorry, everybody. Mm. <laughs> I'll keep the sewer king, even though he makes us mad. Because <laughs> we've had such a good time, you know. I guess uh, that's ragging fair. on the sewer king. <laughs> There's some value in that. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'd I'd like to I'd like to yeah re restore Poof away on leather wings. Jamie, that was gonna be my joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I beat I beat you too. I knew what you were gonna no. do. <laughs> oh, God, I'm too predictable. All right, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> All right, we have a message from Scarface Nate. Let's see what this is. Sweet. Well, hello, James and Brian. Hey. It's a magical time, and BTAS has finally turned 30. Wow. 30? Man, has it been a fun ride. Now that I've made you guys feel old, so I want to talk about Satana, one of the DCAU's first ever crossovers. Now, I don't really know much about her, so I'm probably going to end up being like Brick, 
All I know is that she's magic, and I just started Young Justice, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this episode's really good. It's nice seeing Boost's backstory, as it always is, and seeing a bittersweet relationship between Zatanna and Boost, and as always is with his relationships, and that's all I'll say on that matter. <laughs> the only problem is that the villain feels flat, but eh, whatever. Especially the henchman. Because <laughs> 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 they fell and died. I don't care what anyone says. They died. We didn't see them get arrested with Kane, I believe his name is. So yeah, oh, they're dead. No one can point. tell me otherwise. Stay happy. <laughs> I will so, stay yeah, happy. They're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> that we didn't talk about this. That yeah, on the the fifth or sixth of this month uh, was the thirtieth anniversary of, of, of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, that's so. Sweet. He, here we are, 50 episodes in 30, in 30 years. years. It took us 30 years to do 50 episodes. I think that's uh, a pretty good hit rate. Yeah, I mean, Zatanna was okay. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be with with Dan Reba being like, I hated this. But <laughs> I, feel like, uh, I, I feel like just the conversation for me made the episode more enjoyable just to hear like that much more you know, backstory mm-hmm. and all stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's always interesting to see that, that kind of thing. Uh, Jordan Blumen voice message. I think this one might be for Robin's Reckoning. I cannot tell you. I'm so lost. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> it's GCN, Gotham City News with Jack Ryder. It's a quiet night in Gotham tonight, folks, as Batman and Robin stopped a couple of thugs from blowing up a construction site. <laughs> I'm not really sure why they wanted to do that, but thanks, Batman and Robin. <laughs> now over to the music. This week, I actually want to talk about the importance of silence in a score, mm. uh, the, where not to use music. Mm-hmm. Because in this episode, there are plenty of dramatic moments and conversations uh, like Batman and Robin fighting. Or after that, there's no score in those moments. They just let it sit in silence. And I think that's a, that can be a very powerful choice to accent the drama of something. They did use some sad strings where Bruce and Dick are talking about the deaths of their parents. And that was also very effective. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, a lot of this episode is just like atmospheric Batcave sound effects and things like that and rustling bush noise. <laughs> Play fire dice in an alleyway sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's a pretty big tendency to edit things almost like a music video where it's like you always got to have music, got to have music, got to have music, got to have yeah. music. But it can't override. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be a sad time. We need sad music. But I think a lot of times that silence speaks volumes. And it... Uh, brings your attention more to the the goings on on screen and you're not like okay that's a little cheesy what's going on in the thing i did really like the music in robin's reckoning uh which was a little surprising because it was one of those guys that like we barely see on these episodes Hmm. uh and so like i not a name that i recognize so it's just like a Oh, good job, guy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure if I was like super keen on the whole like, Mm -hmm. you know, reusing Batman, Batman in my basement. (laughs) They kind of like played that one to death, but otherwise. We didn't even have a basement in this episode. Oh. Uh, Dylan Pollock, get wrecked, noob. See, he (laughs) predicted our wrecked joke already. (laughs) Without even hearing the episode. That's why he's he's just like, he's he's here the whole time. Yeah. He's literally here the whole time. (laughs) He is. Yeah, he sits next to me. Me too. I sit with Dylan. Hello, it's time for the thoughts of the week from Dylan Pollock on Robin's Reckoning, a.k.a. Batman's Belligerence, a.k.a. Boy Wonder Backstabbed, a.k.a. 
I could go on. <laughs> Scumbucket and Bay. You guys think Scumbucket. it's just saving money, or is there a thematic reason why the voice of Tony Suko is also the voice of Robin's father? I was like, is there, is there a weird thing going on? Does mm. that mean something? I think it's probably just that they wanted the additional voice for free. Mm. Also, Gordon's hair went white super fast, because this has to only be like eight years ago, right? <laughs> Job adds years, I guess. I mean, it's probably pretty stressful. Fair. Also, I think personally, this episode deserves five safety nets the Flying Graysons should have used out of five. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, Kevin Conroy has come a long way in these 51 episodes because all the voice acting is amazing in this episode. Mm -hmm. So oh, let's get to the point. question of the week, James' favorite part. James, Brian, yes. if you were in charge of recasting Batman for a rebooted DCEU, God. who would be your Batman and what role would you put Kevin Conroy in? You just you tell me. flip these things on me, and I have oh. no prep time like Batman. Uh, oh, my God. Batman. I don't know. <laughs> Gary Oldman. <laughs> that could be interesting. Full stop. I bet he'd be great. He's got the Batman movie experience. <laughs> he, oh, that's right, because he played Gordon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, no, he just he, he, he could do no wrong. Yeah, I'd have to think about that because I'm I'm too I'm too invested I'm too in you know. Kevin <laughs> Conroy, I think if I had to cast him as something, like <laughs> the Batmobile, he the voice of the Batmobile, <laughs> the Bat computer voice. That's it. Yeah, there you go. That'd actually be pretty good. <laughs> the, you know? Did you know the you know the thing about the the Enterprise Star Trek Enterprise uh, computer voice? No, it's the the guy that uh, invented the show's wife is the voice of the computer. Oh, so that'd be a sort of similar like deal there. I think if <laughs> yeah, because Kevin... just put Richard Mole, oh. yeah. <laughs> 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 Kevin Conroy as computer. <laughs> And then last, we have one more Dylan Pollock for double mail. Self-aggrandizing. Ag mm -hmm. Don't give me words. Marketing message from Dylan. I forgot it says premieres at 1 p.m. Uh, okay. Sorry, Jimbo and Brian. One more thing. Since James has not made me the third official Yappy Dude, what I am doing is I am launching my own podcast. It's going to uh -huh. be called Movies to Watch Before You Die. And it actually premieres today, Friday, September 16th. Oh, my God. So if you want to watch it, you can find it on anchor.fm slash movies to watch. Movies to watch before you die on YouTube or on Spotify. Thank you, guys. And hopefully you might want to hear some more of me, even though you get a lot of me already. Thanks, James. Sorry this took so much time. <laughs> no, good job self-plugging. If that's Dylan. a real thing, because I'm only 99% sure it is, <laughs> since I know who you are. <laughs> Brian's looking it up right now. Yep. Oh. Those are all the voice messages, though, while Brian looks it up. We'll find it. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this right now, also go listen to that. Apparently there's an episode out. Maybe someday Brian will make his podcast, but it's not today. <laughs> not today, uh, fools. <laughs> not today, as Brian is prone to say. <sighs> and there's a reason for that. Because it's not today. Truth. Yeah, okay. This is comments on The Man Who Killed Batman or Rigunzel Let Down Your Guns on the Pod Tower YouTube channel. Go subscribe to the Pod Tower, youtube.com slash the Pod Tower. Scrudge. I really yes, related Scrudge. to this episode because I too really hate it when my big pile of money turns out to be a hologram created by mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Ashley Touchin, this episode is one of my all time favorites. It definitely has some of the best Joker moments. I'm looking forward to next week since it introduces one of my favorite DC characters into BTS. Also, watching Mark Hamill do his Joker will never get old to me. There's no denying the man puts everything into his performance. You really don't get the full experience until you've seen how it looks in the recording booth. Yeah, that was kind of your uh, takeaway, too, watching yeah. him do it as a person. Deductionist, 
Hi, Jim Jam and Brick. Another hey. solid episode. I had my brother in the car with me for this listen. You got both of us to burst out in laughter with the Plankton impressions and the Earl Cooper staring out the window bit. So thank you for giving us the shared laugh. As far as this episode goes, it's one of my favorites. I especially love the Joker eulogy like many others. I'm also glad you brought up the noises that Sid makes as he struggles with Batman because that always made me laugh as a kid. Anyway, today, the day I am commenting, marks the 30th anniversary of BTS. So happy 30th, yappy dudes. Looking forward to the next episode. Stay yappy. Yeah. Thank you, Protection. Scotty Cameron, It's a, also, it's about Zatanna. Oh, Brian knows that character. It's a new villain. Oh, he doesn't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did seem like for a second that maybe you knew, but nope. Yeah. Uh, yep. 209 TV show has an episode titled The Death of Main Character and clearly still has 27 more episodes and eight seasons left after it. Mm. Every five-year-old, no, they killed off main character. I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Levi Church, I just looked at the SpongeBob wiki, and apparently there'll be an episode soon where SpongeBob gets a job at the Salty Spittoon. I think that's the episode that I saw most recently that the Biff guy is doing a voice in. Because hmm. uh, it said, like, Spittoon Guards or something like that as a creditor. I don't know. Nice. I wonder if he was one of those guys in that episode. Uh, Wishbone says the Mr. Freeze gag is 100% the best gag and I hope it appears every episode regardless of how fitting it is <laughs> it hasn't for a couple now except unless you count that I guess Banana Man says okay okay Lenola Cola, in honor of Sid the Squid, I dub the hosts of the podcast James the Jaguar, Brother Broderick the Badger, Dylan Pollock the Deli Bird, and Keen Machine the Keen Machine. Also, no nice. wonder I love this episode. It's a sunrise episode. <laughs> <laughs> it always works out. Also, I just wanted to say uh, Banana Men Says Okay has made it into my everyday life. <laughs> just when you went to see okay, you just says Banana Men Says Okay. Uh, a lot of times, like something specifically between like Kimmy and I. And instead of just saying, okay, you can just say like Banana Man says, or just Banana Man says, okay. <laughs> just Banana Man. <laughs> I'm glad that this is leaking into actual uh, discussion. I just appreciate the tenacity of having the same comment every time. I just, I adore that. <laughs> uh, Scar Lowy got the first comment this time on this one. Whoa! I'm a yapper with a simple dream, a dream of destroying Mark Aquino, and this is my first step. <laughs> and Mark Aquino said, you're a worthy opponent. I concede to you. Those are the Aww. comments on that episode. Let's check out the comments on the most recent episode. Zatanna. Yeah, Zatanna. Reba. Zatanna. Zatanna. Oh. That, that was a better name, and I didn't do it. what we should have done. That's okay. Yeah, it, no, nothing was popping out, so I'm like, oh, we had a whole discussion about who... Julie Brown is so Serum Lake. I really enjoyed this episode a lot. It gave me strong Batman the Animated Podcast vibes. Thanks to Dan Reba on looking forward to his return. Yeah, Batman the Animated Podcast. Every episode almost has like a person who worked on the show. They haven't done an episode in a little while, but uh, hmm. it's really good for us finding little nuggets of info that you don't hear anywhere else. Yeah, so I, cool. I'll take the compliment. Nick Sorensen, I found Zatanna to be an all right episode, much like other episodes of uh, one of the more interesting parts was seeing more of Bruce's past training, pretty much explaining where he learned all his escape tricks and those mm -hmm. classic disappearing acts he likes to pull on Gordon all the time. Uh, getting Dan Reba to join you for this one's awesome. Hope he comes back again from uh, any of the later episodes he's involved with. Yeah, we, I've already talked to him about that. He wants to come back. So Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm sure he will be. I, you know, I, I never really thought about like Bruce slash Batman, Bruce man, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just like doing the disappearing things on Gordon, just to be like, oh, I remember I used to do this one. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give him the old <laughs> 22, and he like doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> when Zatara taught me how to hide behind a dumpster, <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna do that now, <laughs> just to fuck with this guy. Uh, Batgirl fangirl. So cool to have Dan on the show. I enjoyed this so much. Really insightful. He answered a lot of questions I've always had about the episode and BTAS in general. I hope he returns in the future. I do actually like the episode Zatanna. Good plot, well-paced, great voice acting. Batman's technique for escaping the nasty trap was innovative. Uh, Zatanna was used well, although she could have had more to do. Yes, she could have. The highlights for me were both the flashback and the climax. Our heroes hanging out in the back of the flying wing like the living daylights. I also agree the animation could have been better, but there were some really good bits as well. Wonderful podcast, very well done, five stars, and five giant hologram reflecting hidden mirrors. <laughs> Thank you. KM, I think this episode might be on a top ten best podcast episodes list. It's really cool to have Dan Reba on the podcast. Wow. I hope he returns on better episodes that he directed, episodes he won't say, what were we thinking? <laughs> uh, my picks would be, James, don't read the episode titles if you think they're spoilery. Okay, I won't. As, as you know, I count two-parters as one episode, so I'll write my thoughts about Robin's Reckoning for the podcast about part two. Okay. Not part, not pew pew. Part two is right happening right now. Wednesday two hundred nine. It's so cool to see your guest star as someone who actually worked on the show. Hope you two have a yappy day. Thanks. You too. Ian Thompson. I, you haven't listened to the most recent episodes, so you know, won't know what he's talking about. But he says, I'm really glad you clarified your goofy movie trivia, Downtown Jamie Jamboree, because for a second I was getting anxiety for how wrong you were. <laughs> I, I had said that Julie Brown had voiced a specific goofy movie character and then quoted the wrong quote, so okay. I edited in myself saying the right quote. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, luckily you got it, thank God. On a more pertinent note, I love this podcast episode. Always great hearing from Dan Reba. As for the episode in discussion, I always liked it, but I can definitely see the stuff that irks Dan. I always remembered seeing this as it first aired on a Friday because I remembered going to laser tag for a friend's birthday directly after seeing it. But as it aired on a Tuesday, either it was a weird Tuesday birthday party or I caught a rerun later and I'm misremembering, which of course is unacceptable. So weird Tuesday party it is. The flashback (laughs) and training lore is my favorite part of the episode. It was my first introduction to Zatanna, so overall not bad. It definitely left an impression. It, uh, it was asked before, I think, but I have seen every episode of Batwagon from the beginning. Thanks for stoking my nostalgia. Keep up the hoppy job. I think you mean yappy, but I'll I'll let it slide. I'm going to take you to yappy court. I got to get that on the soundboard. <laughs> just that whole clip. Just the, the whole, yeah, just put that whole yeah. voicemail. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the like, Chuck E. Cheese birthday party I had as a kid where someone got me a Batman action figure? No, is I, I'm I'm sitting at the end of the table like the little king that I am, and there's a, there's rows of my you know <laughs> guests. subjects, yeah subjects, uh, and the the presents are being like handed around in a circle to me like down the line, and I'm like opening them up one by one, and I distinctly remember being like oh yay thank you oh yay thank you like to each one like some thing like that yeah. and then I got to this one that was a Batman action figure I already had and I just said oh. And then passed it off and kept going. <laughs> I'm like five or whatever. And I had like a huge discussion with my parents in the car after that. I'm like, you can't just do that. <laughs> it's not okay. That kid was very sad that he. <laughs> so I think about that a lot, you know. I know. Well, knowing the way that your brain works, yeah, I'm sure that that's something that's like haunted you. 
every time you've opened a present for your exactly. life. Yeah. yeah, whenever I get a Batman action figure I already have. I just think about that. It haunt, yeah, it does haunt me. Uh, Levi Church, I was glad to be able to watch a podcast with one of my favorite Galvins, Dreba. There's a character on Ben 10, because Dan Reba also worked on that, named Dreba, uh, obviously named after Dan Reba. There's also one that's like, Blukic or something for Butch Lukic. Uh, it, it, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to him. He's he's he'll be a director on Justice League and stuff. But cool. Yeah. Uh, Lenola Cola. I don't think Dan Reba answered if this was books or hip hop. No, he said books. Mm. Uh, personally, I think this episode was books. And after mentioning her, I hope Andrea Romano comes on the podcast as the voice director, perhaps for a DCAU movie. I don't even know how the hell to get a hold of her because she's like way past retired <laughs> at this point. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's something we can try to make happen. But I would hate to have her. I, I, I say I'd hate to have her on the podcast before the channel because I I like I like Dan Reba being on here was like, oh, we know Dan Reba. He's a cool dude. And we're just going to hang out. If you're like Andrea Romano, for the first time I've ever talked to you, please come on this stupid ass podcast. of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't think I'll be coming back. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's a pretty cool podcast. I think you're a pretty cool podcast. I think you're, oh, and then move you to the side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang it. The question <laughs> is, what's up, James and Brian? One of my hey. favorite episodes yet. I always love when you guys get the chance to have Dan Reba on for anything. Uh, such a fun and loving guy full of good info and good laughs. I really liked getting his take on the episode, even if it wasn't his favorite. Overall, I thought this episode was definitely entertaining and always enjoyed the Batman Zatanna. Have also pronounced it Zatanna forever. Uh, friendship in the shows. Really looking forward to next week's episode. Like many, I feel like this is the set of episodes we were waiting for Brian to see. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are two extremely solid episodes. Hope you both enjoy Robin's Reckoning. Yeah, uh, and we did. Yeah, we did. At least part one. Mm-hmm. Dr. Comics, congrats, got to 50 episodes. It's kind of cool that you guys can just say, yeah, my best friend is Dan Reba. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say best friend, but he's, he's up there. I mean, but also just saying, like, you can say that. It, it might be a lie, but anybody can say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, anyone friend. can say that. That's true. Well, not maybe not anyone, but, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Tip Tappercott wasn't able to send a voice message in this week, but this was such a fun episode. I mentioned to Brian in person. Oh, yeah, you guys met. Was, uh, I couldn't remember if we stuff. said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we yeah. said it on the podcast. Tip Tappercott yeah, no. came out to the gallery opening, and it was super yeah. awesome to hang out. You had out. said on the podcast, they come to the darkroom thing, and then I they did. did. <laughs> they showed up, and the height difference was amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> mentioned to Brian in person that what I love about this podcast, it inherently makes old fans look at episodes in a new light from the lens of someone seeing it for the first time, mm. and it's so cool you guys got to do that for Dan as well. And now for Robin's Reckoning. So excited we're finally here. This is one of my all-time favorite BTAS episodes because the relationship between Dick and Bruce is close to my heart, and I always enjoy seeing different takes on it. Plus, it explores their growth, the tension in their relationship, the ups and downs of family. So excited to see y'all's thoughts on it, along with all the yops from last week. Yeah, we liked it. We liked it. We didn't have one shitty thing to say except that painting or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I still want to, like screen cap that blow it up and maybe hang it on my wall <laughs> put it on my mantle you said it was gonna be your profile picture on all yeah of social media. but i feel like i need more of uh yeah. i need to like wake up and have that be the first thing I see. <laughs> first thing is it's on the ceiling <laughs> oh, oh. <sighs> just her face not the whole painting 
Uh, uh, Scrudge says he finally Scrudge. caught up on the backlog of Batwagon episodes. Whoa. P.S. I watched, I rewatched Cat in the Claw, and I didn't notice the fire hand. <laughs> the, I did want go back, and doesn't look as much like a hand as we said, but <laughs> it's there. Uh, Mark Aquino <laughs> says I may or may not be second this week, but I don't feel like number two, and no one can take that feeling away from me. Anywho, no elaborate stories today, folks. I want to be genuine with this. I remember as a very young boy reading one of those golden books, pictures books, uh, but this one was called Batman and the Magician, and I loved it. It was basically a retelling of this very episode, but I didn't realize it until years later when I watched BTS all the way through for the first time. So yes, that picture book with Zatanna was indeed my first exposure to Batman, uh, the animated series, and the yoptastic DCAU as a whole. Pretty cool that you guys got the Dan Reba on the podcast. He seems like a legit good guy. Top that Yop Tower. More like Yop Pansies, am I right? Oh, don't I don't make don't take the clip of me saying that. I didn't say that. Mark Aquino said that. All the best to you, hit me, Jamie, one more time. And to you, my one true love, brother Brian Broderick. Brushy, brushy, breaking bricks and Brussels sprouts with brimming with brilliance, braggadocio, bruh. Praise to our Lord and Savior Dylan Pollock and his disciples, Scarloy, Becko, Fangirl, Scotty Cameron, Wency, etc. Very excited for both parts of Robin's Reckoning. Can't wait until then. Smoke bomb! And then a bunch of smoke uh, emojis. <laughs> yeah, I, those golden books, uh, Brian can see. I've got this whole bookshelf full of them behind me. I can uh, see. The, the DCAU books in, in general. But yeah, those are some of the hardest ones to get a hold of because they didn't print as many back in the day, and they're also 30 years old now, and I don't know how to get those. I don't think I have that magician one. I've got one that's – there's one called like Batman – uh, and the egg or something, the magic egg or something like that. It's like a Fabergé egg that the penguin's trying to steal or something like oh. that. I don't know. Yeah. Ashley Touchin, no yappy mail? I see. So now you're hanging out with cool new friends like Dan Reba. You've forgotten all about the listener. <laughs> Cut to James and Brick at Paul Dini's fancy black tie birthday party. Dan's about to introduce them to Kevin Conroy, but he can't. he can see they're conflicted. Go to them, he says with a sad smile. <laughs> James and Brick run through uh, to catch the listener as they're heading for the airport. But what about <laughs> Dan, they say. James and Brian smile. We choose you. And then they make out passionately with Dylan Pollock. <laughs> Seriously, though, it was great to hear Dan. I hope he'll be back for more. It's also pretty cool that he was on for the week of BTAS 30th anniversary, giving this episode a little extra significance. Yeah, that was cool, Ben. We totally realized that that was happening. So, yeah. <laughs> Banana Man says, okay. Okay. And then, very last, we got Scar Lowy. First, take that, Mark Aquino. Edit, never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was this weird thing going on where it looked like Mark Aquino got first, but then Scar Lowy had gotten first. But then Mark Aquino edited his comment to say the other stuff, and it bumped it to second. And then uh, so Dylan Pollock had said, I have no clue who was first, got distracted by some kind of smoke bomb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all the comments. That's the mail section. Thank you for writing in. Yeah. Uh, Jamie. What? Thank what? you. Thank you. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to make that sound like sad. Over It sounds too like I think a thing is cute. <laughs> I'm I wanna disappointed. You gotta like drag Aww. them. Over. Don't go, oh, don't go, go go down. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess it. Oh <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> there we go. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us Jamie. like the fire hand at the end of the cat in the club part two. <laughs> what? Thank you. Oh, thank you. I guess. God damn it. Uh, you can email us. <laughs> what are you saying thank you for? What the fuck is I wrong with you? I, this is like, I'm just so <laughs> sleep deprived this week. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's funny. Yeah, I know. 
podcast at watchtowerdatabase.com or uh, anchor.fm slash batwagon. You can send a voice message on there. Just do it. Just do one. We're not doing double mail again unless something gets fucky again. <laughs> but not that. Not next time. New episodes of the podcast release every Friday on the Podtower YouTube channel as well as your favorite podcast feed and watchtowerdatabase.com. And the next episode, Brian, do you want to take a gander at what it's called? Yeah, I do. What do you think it's called? Batman's Reckoning, part one. Batman's Reckoning? Yep. Yep. Yep, that's so your probably your it. assumption is that the next episode is Robin's Reckoning Part Two, right? No, no, nope, no, nope, that wouldn't make sense. Oh, okay, well, actually, the next episode is called Birds of a Feather because of air date order. Uh huh. Oh God, are you serious? <laughs> it's only separated by one episode, but it is separated. <laughs> oh, fuckers! <laughs> Robin drove away, and then an entire episode happened while he was gone. And <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume this is Robin's origin story. Birds of a feather? Yeah, okay. What if that <laughs> or, was the case? It was just Robin's Reckoning Part 1, and then Birds of a Feather was Part 2. <laughs> but that, that Actually, that could make sense. But I, I'm going to guess that it's like a Thelma and Louise thing, but with Robin and the Penguin. Okay. And they're going to drive a car, not off of a, like a cliff, but into a basement. <laughs> yeah, there has to be a basement. We're going to have to be on the lookout for a basement in this episode. Basement time. We're getting basement heavy. It is a Penguin here. episode, so it, it needs to be uh, on the lookout for a basement and that music. And then also just whether it's good or not, because I'm sticking to my there is not a good Penguin episode. <laughs> We're on the lookout for, for a, a basement. basement. <laughs> I had to throw you off by starting to see it myself. Did. I, it's, my brain is just so, it just so wants to like latch on to like singing with people or something that I'll just completely forego my own. You gotta start like a metronome in your brain whenever you sing anything and just stick to it. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I've got Bink Bink mm-hmm. app on my phone. <laughs> I've got Batman. Boom boom. Basement. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week, everybody, for Not Thanks. Robin's Reckoning Part 2. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd like already forgotten. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Listen to this clip that Jamie's going to play right now. 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 Oh. You deceived me. You can't take this one. Zuko's mine. Sorry, Robin. But on this team, I call the shots. But I've waited half my life. Batman out. Oh, no. He's not going to ace me out. Please, Master Dick, you must do as he says. Not this time, Alfred. Maybe not ever again.